This document also stipulates that, according to the confidential human source, that money was being moved through several accounts, multiple accounts, to get to Joe Biden. UFOs are actually real, and apparently so is extraterrestrial life. Now we know. In a normal country, this news would qualify as a bombshell, the story of the millennium. But in our country, the whistleblower's account ran on a technology website called the Deep Room, probably never heard of. Washington Post had that story, but decided not to run it. with resistance chicks we're your hosts leah and michelle so we have a wild wild show for you not just the wildfires in canada producing hazardous conditions we even saw the haze here in ohio yes right i mean that's a pretty big deal now yeah. now also wild trump's been indicted again we've got the the i can't even say it biden bribe scheme which we've all known about but now we have the proof of we're not going to talk about aliens on this show, are we? I don't know if we're going to talk about aliens in this one. In the after show, we're going to talk about aliens. But coming up, we also have a fifth grade teacher who's now been suspended for disagreeing with transgenderism. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I got a really cool clip. He went on uh, Dr. Phil. I'm sad that he's been suspended, but still, like, this is complete insanity. So we've got the week of insanity coming up for you on today's headline news. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you have to go anywhere, go grab a snack, come right back, get a friend, share this link, and we will see you back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so Leah, there are some weeks where news is just more newsy. <laughs> this is one of those weeks. Yeah, so my mom... Because you know Patriot Gallery is always on. The, she's in the know all she the time. The and she's know. like, hey, guys, Tucker's got a new show. You got to go see one. it. He literally just tweeted it out and it said, I think it's an EP1, episode one. EP1. EP Tucker on Twitter is what it's called, isn't it? You know why? it's it's It was supposed to be probably a play on E.T. because he talked about extraterrestrials. He sure did. So we were all excited to hear Tucker's... Uh, you were disappointed. It was only 10 minutes. I said, Lee's got a new episode. And you're like, yeah, Tucker's back. And then I said, only 10 minutes. And you're like, oh. Yeah. I think he did three episodes this week. We only watched one. And I was like, towards the end, I was like, uh, what? No, 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 no. You weren't. You were eating a salad. And you were like getting so angry. You're like, I don't even want to finish my salad. Do we have to go aliens? That was pretty much what it was. I was. was he said, according perturbed. to a retired Air Force, we now guy, have the proof you've all been waiting for. Do 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 that do, 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 do. for sure, hundred percent. Because he's been covering this on his show for a while, but he says for sure we are one hundred percent not alone. 
that there are for but, sure aliens from other we another aren't planet. Alone. We have Jesus, but I would disagree and on that. And people want to know if this spacecraft made it all the way through known space because so, with the I guess the way our telescopes work, there's no planet that can support life or something. So wherever this one came from, this was like super hypersonic, and then it just so happened to crash here on Earth. So for anyone that's watching Resistance Chicks and they're like, why are you so upset? I believe in aliens. So, well, we don't. Aliens are <laughs> demonic. and I believe they are too, They yeah. are getting ready to roll out Project Bluebeam. Yes, and we've been saying it for years. We're like, guys, get ready. And they when they say that aliens are invading, just know it is Project Bluebeam and I, it is not real. I am would not... Here's the thing. I legitimately would not be surprised and I actually feel and have a premonition that this is what they're going to do. I'm not saying for sure, because I don't know. I don't have any special knowledge, but I have a premonition from what everybody keeps piecing together around me. Like I, I have deduction and I believe that, that, that it's highly probable, highly possible that they want to roll out. And so do these dogs. They want to roll out aliens. And then here's the thing. They couldn't get you all locked in and scared enough with the virus. Right. But if it's aliens, but they can get us. you to go to the camps and bye-bye. Predictive programming has been telling us this is coming. Yes. Absolutely. So um, it doesn't take predictive programming to realize that... Donald Trump is in the crosshairs of the deep state. And for everybody who says that he is the deep state, I have to tell you, no. Right. There is a, there is a middle ground here with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't know why other people can't see it or why it has to be one or the other. Like he has to be fully bad or fully good to get behind him. No, let me just break it down to you very simply. Donald Trump is a regular guy, normal-ish. Okay, <laughs> he's anything but normal. He is a regular person right. who got into the elite, but he didn't become the deep state. Right. He, he rubs shoulders with celebrities and all these people, and he is a narcissist. Which actually is great for him mm -hmm. and for you in, in, in a way because it means that he will keep fighting and he doesn't feel the same kind of emotions that we feel when things come to attack us. He like they fuel him and he goes on the offense, which we should all learn from. And I'm still learning from myself. OK, um, that being said, Donald Trump has recognized something that we all need to recognize in this movement. Let me put him in. I'm going to put him in a category. Of some of your favorites, Tommy Robinson, um, Alex Jones, um, who are some of the other people that have been hit pretty hard. You know who got hit pretty hard? Lauren Southern. Mm -hmm. So when you find that there's evil all around you and you're like, I'm just going to go in and take him down. Like, well, how come people, no one's done this yet? How come nobody's done this yet? The people seem to want it. It's the truth. Why can't we just tell the truth? Because, because you're taking on demonic forces. You're going into these places that have been held by demonic forces, and you can only get so far. You will not take down the deep state with your logic, with your words, with the presidency, you can't. And and a lot of people want Donald Trump to do that. 
But he can't do that without the power until of God. he himself, not through you and your prayers. Okay. You can't say, Hey God, I'm pure. I'm righteous. I'm going to pray to you. Now use that guy. He's got to be a willing vessel. Okay. He's got to, he has to ask God to use him too. Okay. Well, he does ask God. When has Donald Trump led us in a genuine heartfelt prayer? He's okay. got people for that. You guys, you know the difference from somebody who has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, who has a personal encounter with their sin. Mm -hmm. You reckon, When you recognize you're a sinner and, and you recognize the glory and the grace of God, you can't help but tell people how holy God is. But Leah, Trump just doesn't want to wear his religion on his sleeve. You know, I had a friend. We have a friend. That was me being... Whose being, name was you know, Adrian. Whose, whose name is Adrian. He, uh, he passed away last year. Mm -hmm. And he would go around saying, I don't, want to, I don't want to wear my religion on his sleeve. When he was diagnosed with a terminal cancer, mm -hmm. he went around telling everybody about Jesus. Yeah. Because he, didn't, he re recognized and he got into a personal relationship with Jesus. And that's the kind of moment I'm looking for with Donald Trump. Now, I say all that to say this. The deep state is going after Donald Trump. This is unprecedented, it's unconstitutional, it's un-American, and yes, we have to fight with Donald Trump once again, and we will. I want to um, play this first clip where Donald Trump himself is explaining that he's, he has been indicted and the, um, how unfair it is and what he's going to do to fight. So let's go ahead and hear what Donald has to say himself. Very sadly, we're a nation in decline, and yet they go after a popular president, a president that got more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country, by far, and did much better the second time in the election than the first. And they go after him on a boxes hoax, just like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and all of the others. It's just been going on for seven years. They can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. I'm an innocent man. I'm an innocent person. Uh, they had the Mueller hoax, the Mueller report, and that came out. No collusion after two and a half years. That was set up by Hillary Clinton and Democrats. But this is what they do. This is what they do so well. If they would devote their energies to honesty and integrity, would be a lot better for our country. They could do a lot better. They could do a lot of great things. But when you look at what's happened to our country in the last three years, we were energy independent. We had a strong military that wasn't woke. We were doing so well. We were respected all over the world. We got the biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history. And what do you do? You have a president where an election was taken got more votes than any sitting president in history by far, never anything even close. And they come after me because now we're leading in the polls again by a lot against Biden and against the Republicans by a lot, but we're leading against Biden by a lot, a tremendous amount. And we went up to a level that they figured the way they're gonna stop us is by using what's called warfare. And that's what it is. This is warfare for the law and we can't let it happen. We can't let it happen. Our country is going to hell and they come after Donald Trump 
weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. We have such big problems, and this shouldn't be one of them. It's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax, just like Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report. You saw the Mueller report. It was all a big hoax. You had two impeachments, and they lost, and we won. And we had tremendous support. But that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years, even after I'm out. But it's called election interference. They're trying to destroy your reputation so they can win an election. That's just as bad as doing any of the other things that have been done over the last number of years, and especially during the 2020 election. So I just want to tell you, I'm an innocent man. I did nothing wrong. And we will fight this out just like we've been fighting for seven years. It would be wonderful if we could f devote our full time to making America great again. And that's exactly what we did. But now, again, our country is in decline. We're a failing nation. And this is what they do. I'm an innocent man. We will prove that again. Seven years of proving it. And here we go again. Very unfair. But that's the way it is. I just want to thank everybody. We are doing something very special for our country. We're putting America first. I always put America first. And that's why we were in a position. Unfortunately, that position is no longer valid because they've done such a poor job. But we're in a position where we're going to make America great again. Uh, I'm innocent, and we will prove that very, very soundly and hopefully very quickly. Thank you very much. You know what I find so just incredibly disturbing about this whole thing is, is this comes out with Trump's indictment at the exact same time as the proof comes out of this yeah. $5 million scheme of the Biden crime family. Absolutely. We're going to play some clips for you. Nine, at least nine, if not more people in the Biden family have been, are, are on the take. Cernovich says, uh, they timed the Trump indictment the day the day proof that the Burisma scandal was true and the day that it broke. This is the JFK assassination all over again. Mm. They are trying to kill Trump by other means. Exactly. All right. So we're going to put two and two together in a moment. So here we have Trump's indictment mm -hmm. and we have the Biden crime family. See what happened was McCarthy and the House Republicans were warning Christopher Ray that they were going to hold him in contempt because there was a piece of information that was unclassified, by the way, that they wanted. It was a it was a document from a whistleblower, I believe, that ex and it explained. Now, they say, people say proof. This is and why hide it if you don't think it's proof. Exactly. OK, so it comes out that Joe Biden was on the take for five million dollars. There's there's so many more things. There's bank He should records. be in jail. They, all the Bidens should be in jail. So Representative Nancy Mace comes out and says, I told you that they would do this indictment on the same yeah, day that we right. came out with this. And so um, Representative or um, the FBI Director Ray made them look at it in a skiff, in a secure area. Remember, mind you. You can't take phones in there to prove uh -huh, it. Uh -huh. You can't. You have to come out and take notes. Right. Okay. So it's not provable. Okay. I took there a are, mental picture. 
I would still hold them in contempt because if it's unclassified, then why do you have to look at it in the skiff, uh -huh. in the secure area? Okay, they. This is how they play this game. So I want to. I want to play the clip about the Biden crime family that the Republicans delivered proof of uh, yesterday. Let's roll that. I try to call the balls and strikes regardless of whether or not you have an R or a D by your name. I've been accused, all of us have been, over this particular issue that we're conspiracy theorists, we're not. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over Iraq, there's more information, there's more possible corruption, there's more allegations that need to be investigated. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party aligned with, uh, with individuals into American shell companies. And then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. This could be the most corrupt scheme in American politics where a sitting vice president, where we saw members of his family, nine members so far, there may be more, that were enriched from countries all over the world. And we're providing more information about Romania today. We know about China. We know that the president denied this during an election in 2020, continues to deny it to this day. And we want uh, everyone held accountable if they have they have violated their oath of office. Um, we shouldn't have folks that are in office that are betraying their oath of office. We shouldn't have people in office that are betraying their country. If they're paying loads of cash to their family members from adversaries of ours around the world, it's wrong, whether you have a, a Republican or a Democrat by your name. This document also stipulates that, according to the confidential human source, that money was being moved through several accounts, multiple accounts, to get to Joe Biden. I'm going to say it again. Money was moved on purpose through multiple accounts to get to Joe Biden. It's happening. The federal indictment by the Biden DOJ is direct election interference. It is subversion of the United States election. It's just, I don't even know what to say other than, yo, look, man, I don't see how this country remains on this path. I don't see how the United States stands and continues to function when you've got the sitting president filing an indictment against his chief rival. And the same day, and we'll get to it in a minute, where Evidence is coming out proving Biden is corrupt mm -hmm. and was bri and was taking bribes. Well, you know, I, there's a couple of things that I want to highlight from these clips. Okay, first of all, what Tim Cast just said there is so huge. The idea that the Biden DOJ is using the government against his political chief political rival. I mean, come on, how much deeper does it get? And then you've got essentially the greatest political crime in, you know, like JFK style of stuff. political crimes is what we'll say. Okay, that has come out of the Biden family and most, and honestly, guys, we, you're watching the Brighty on TV network, which is phenomenal for the fact that we can say whatever we want. So you Thank guys you know, Mike. you guys know exactly what's going on, but the average, even mega supporting American doesn't get the significance. We're talking, you think Watergate, you think Whitewater, you think the JFK assassination, all that stuff. Like, they're all like, oh, that will never happen again. It's happening now on the largest scale that you can possibly Trump imagine. Trump had two Democrat administrations try to take him out for an election. Exactly. And using the DOJ and the FBI. 
This so, is so, you, so we can talk about election fraud all day long. We can talk about machines. We can talk about, you know, ballot harvesting, all these things. But this right here, plus the suppression of the Hunter Biden story going into the 2020 election, plus the suppression of Hillary Clinton going into 2016. I mean, like, this is other world stuff. Yeah, so Clinton, Hillary, by the way, you mentioned her, tweeted out that you can buy her hat that says, but her emails. And then other people are tweeting out, we're worse. (laughs) All right, I got another clip for you guys. Again, this is Representative Nancy Mace, who is often at odds with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But she brings truth to light. And you know what she says? She says, I foresee that this will make Donald Trump the nominee. Even if I didn't want him to be, he will be. Let's roll this clip. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of the House Oversight Committee. Congresswoman, so the reporting would be then, if this were true, that the Burisma scheme is confirmed, then Trump is indicted. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. This all just happened. Sheer coincidence. Finally, we get the information on on alleged bribes of the Biden family through shell corporations, etc. Another Republican who saw the document, Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina, says it proves Biden sold out our nation. Biden was asked about her remarks earlier. The bribery allegation, Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's standing evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, a bunch of Oh my goodness, it's so not funny. He's joking. Actually, though, the president asked a key question. Where is the money? And when and when will Republicans use their full power to find out where it went? It's remarkable that just hours after Republicans made this finding, Biden's own Justice Department would indict Biden's leading opponent in 2024. It's unprecedented. Congresswoman Nancy Mace joins me now. Well, first of all, You shook up the trees down on Capitol Hill today, and the president had to answer to what you said. Your initial reaction to the indictment. Well, this is this is unprecedented. What I am feeling tonight, and I want to I want to be very clear here. Donald Trump and I have had our ups and downs. I've been very clear about that over the last couple of years. But I want the American people to know, to make no mistake, this is the executive branch tonight trying to take out their number one opponent for the presidency of the United States in 2024. And they, they have one standard for Donald Trump and another standard for everybody else uh, in this thing. And if you look at the documents that President Biden had in his possession in his garage and in thousands of bo- boxes and God knows where across the country in places that we don't even know of yet, uh, Hillary Clinton having the server in her bathroom at her home with classified information on private email servers, everyone's held to a different standard but Donald Trump. And that's wrong. And I do believe tonight that Joe Biden just secured Donald Trump's nomination for Republicans in 2024. You do. Why do you say yes. that? Well, looking at the way that they're treating him in one way versus ev- versus everybody else, Biden, 
every time that Biden comes under the microscope, every time we show corruption by Joe Biden and his family, there's an indictment on Donald Trump. And when you look at the standard that he mm -hmm. has, it's a double standard. It's a, it's a second tier, a double standard of justice in this country. And what the American people want, they want everybody to be treated the same. And, you know, Donald Trump's no fan of mine. He primaried me last year. So I'm not a shill, but I see this and I see how unfair it's been. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just can't believe this is happening. And I said this two days ago. Uh, Harris, I said that this was going to happen on the day that we either in, that we either held in contempt Christopher Ray with the FBI, or we got access to those documents. You were right. And what I, I and I and it, I predicted it. It came true. You just this is the banana re banana republic. I just cannot believe that this is what's actually happening. He's trying to take out his political opponents using the executive branch. That's what this is. And it's going to go down in history as such. Now, I disagree slightly with Nancy there saying that uh, Joe Biden has secured the nomination for Trump. I think Trump already has secured that for himself. I don't think that Joe Biden can do that one way or the other. You know, I think that the more they persecute Trump, the more it takes any other options off the table. 100%. <laughs> you know, so we're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, when we get back from our break. But in the meantime consider going to the Brighteon store and showing your support for this absolutely phenomenal network. The Brighteon TV network is where you can continue to get truth. So how do you support them? How do you support the resistance chicks? You go to the Brighteon store and you buy products that are going to be good for you, your body. Mike Adams goes through every single practically ingredient and every product that goes into that because he wants to ensure that not only are you receiving good, healthy information through the Brighteon TV network, but also good and healthy products. So use promo code chicks, go to the on store and support this phenomenal network so you can continue to get broadcasts like Headline News with Resistance Chicks and so many more phenomenal uh, shows like this. So come back right after these messages and you will see more of what we've got in this wild week. You know, one thing that we are big proponents of is raw milk. Absolutely. Why? Because store-bought milk, when they do that... Um, hydrogenization, Homogenin thank you, that's what I, I meant, homogenization, when they shake the fat and the milk to become one thing. Yeah. Do you know that that produces free radicals in your body? And they're not, and, and they're not free, they cost your they're body. They're expensive radicals. They should yeah. call them expensive radicals because they will literally, they'll reduce your lifespan. They will. So one of the things that I take every single day to help with free radicals, not because of the raw milk, so but because if you of other can't, things. If you the, can't live near an ocean and just like like down seaweed for breakfast. Hawaiian astaxanthin. Okay. My friend actually got me started on the benefits of this because she takes it for endometriosis. Yes. Not this, this specific product, but um, the, the astaxanthin itself. Yeah. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I'll try that out. It's good for blocking the sun. Like it's a natural sunblock. Just when taking it internally, it causes your body to yeah. you know, kind of develop He's that natural got, sunblock. He's um, got the colloidal silver. Yes. He's got the toothpaste. Do you guys know you should not be using store-bought toothpaste? Store no Crest, no Colgate, none of that. Okay. Do you really want to die early? <laughs> no, you don't. So go to the brighthandstore.com and use promo code Jigs. Yes, but no, seriously, do. these products are designed to kill us. That's why they're that not Mike's products. The products that we get from the stores, it's it's not a conspiracy theory if it's the truth that they want us to decay. Absolutely. Prematurely. A absolutely. All right. So back to Trump and the indictment. Ben Shapiro says Trump's alleged behavior, if proved as the indictment claims is actually nuts. 
he says. He says it's irresponsible, mind-boggling, and ridiculous. Also, by the Comey logic, clearing Hillary, prosecuting Trump is an absurd double standard, and prosecuting the president's chief rival is utterly destructive. So we have Trump on the one hand, um, and we're still learning what's in the indictment. We're still learning. I guess he had said that there was a document that he wanted to make sure that wasn't declassified, that should be declassified. But as a president, he has the authority to declassify everything. The difference between Joe Biden, who was uh, vice president at at the time, had no ability, and Hillary Clinton, who's merely secretary of state, who had all these classified emails on a server that that they literally knew that they were doing something wrong with because the bleach bit and hammers. And Trump, on the other hand, brings them all in to Mar-a-Lago, says, what do you need from me? And Trump is like the guy who's like, here's the thing about being president, okay? This is what they, this is what you guys all have to understand about like the National Archives and all this stuff. This is made, this is a made up rule. <laughs> this is a made up law. Like you the president had some classified information. He's the president. You mean this is not in the constitution, Leah? No. Oh my gosh. So George Washington gets a letter from somebody overseas and he takes it home. Like, no, that, <laughs> you're going to jail, George. <laughs> you're going to jail. Poor like George. all this stuff is made up. Right. Okay. And nobody's ever been, this is, I, I was listening to Trump's, one of Trump's former lawyers. He goes, this would be a civil case with the National Archives. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we deal with this? It's not a rule. It's not a law. It's not a crime. But here's the. No crime. The, the, no, you have to have a victim. The desperation of these people. This is, this proves that because oh. I'm going to tell you something. Every president, probably even down to George Washington, has, you- has more skeletons in their closets. Do you remember when Joe Biden said, oh, I ha- he had documents sitting right there in his unlocked garage? Yeah. Do you remember when even Mike Pence was like, oh, I would never do that. And then he did too. Because <laughs> everybody has these documents because you're dealing with different documents at all times. He's the daggone president of the stinking United States. Oh, my word. Okay. How do you really feel, Liam? That's how I feel. So we're going to, we will come back to this. This is This will be ongoing I think it's Tuesday that he actually has to show up for the first part they of the They think that this is going to keep process. people from voting for Trump, but all it's going to do is it's it's the Trump voters and I mean this with all love, they're like a wart. The more you mess with it, the bigger they get. This is exactly what's happening. The more you mess with Trump, the more people are like, "Fine. I'm going back to Ew. Trump." Ew. Ew, that's so gross. Yeah, don't mess with the warts. Just get the freeze off stuff. Okay, so I've got a clip for you. There's a fifth grade teacher who went on Dr. Phil and he said something so offensive Mm. that it got him suspended. And he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on to your hats. That there are only two genders. Whoa, Leah, I'm triggered. I'm just triggered by you even saying that he said it. Okay, I wonder, I have, (laughs) I have, I have two clips for you in one. Okay, the first clip that you're, you're going to see these in succession. Um, the first part is this fifth grade teacher who holds his ground with a transgender girl trying to say that she's a man who's obviously not a man. Okay? She's not a man. She's I'm not a man. a man. I'm a man. Okay? And he holds his ground very well. Yeah. And she's, he's just like politely like, you can believe that, but you're not. Right. Okay? And I, 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 you know, it's like one of those things where 
I'm not going to say that to your face because I don't want to trigger you because you have a mental illness. Like, like, it's like, like you're I'm, 90 pounds soaking wet and you're fat. The teacher should say, you can believe that, but you are not fat. Well, honestly, though, it's like somebody with like autism. It's a mental illness. Mm. Okay. So I'm not going to go up to every kid with autism and be like, well, you're autistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you keep coming to me saying that you're not, then you don't have a mental issue when you obviously do, I'm going to have to, you, know, you might, right. right? So the other half of this clip is very interesting. Because it, uh, Glenn Beck has on a guest who talks about how the transgenderism is really just a front for transhumanism. Boom. All right, let's play this. Transgender boys who might not have their own money to go buy tampons. If they're provided free in the bathroom, it's, it's a huge plus. Men do not menstruate. Only women menstruate. Now, you can call yourself Cis whatever you don't want. don't menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same they as don't. non-binary people. <clears throat> Only women. Menstruating is not exclusive yes, to it cis is. women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain you're, to me as to why you're, my body menstruated you are, at some point. If your chromosomes then. are XX and you're young, you menstruate. <laughs> if you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? We're not excluding men. a whole group of they're, people They're women dressed as men. You are not a man. You can pretend to be a man, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Live your life and tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the, 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 the science of this as an the example? Science. When, when we've learned sex and gender identity are two very, they're completely different things. They're not completely different They are things. completely different. Completely different words. And sex is what you're born with, the sexual reproductive organs you have. Gender is what you identify with. They're completely different Well, I don't accept things. that distinction. You have to argue for it. You're just giving a conclusion. You're, you're just making it up. People, the people who hate the truth, the people who hate the truth are because they see, they see the truth as hateful. If, if you want to identify in any way you can, you're free to do so. But that does not mean that the rest of us have to join that illusion. You disagree, I disagree with you, and so you call it hate. But there's no hate in my heart at all, so that's You wrong. are being hateful when you tell somebody that identifies okay. as a man that they're not a man. That's not that hateful. hateful, that's a fact. Second one is the crisis of the body, which we've been talking about. And, and in that section, I kind of offer my theory of the case for why this transgender extremism is actually a totally different beast than the American project of, of civil rights. What that is it? Actually, what it is is transhumanism, that what we're really dealing with is a, an ancient offer, an ancient split between body and soul, that what you are being told is you are a divine spark. You are not your body. Your body has nothing to say about you. Actually, it's probably a burden. It might be a mistake. And so what you need to do is reconfigure your body until the divine spark within you can float free. And guess what? It doesn't stop at transgenderism, right? It's, it's actually much, much more than that. It's, it's about using the tools of the state and technology uh, to totally unmake the human person. Um, that's a very, very old pro problem, and it never works out. That, for those of you that don't know, is what real men look like. Both mm -hmm. of those men that just explained that so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And putting the, the pin where it goes exactly, transhumanism, trying to cause the body to, to re rework the body mm -hmm. to match some sort of, you know, human godlike spark that you have inside of you is as age as time, is as age old as time. Yeah, um, the Reverend Jack Stagman actually sent me a video today from Jonathan Kahn. 
And he was saying that in this video that the goddess of Ishtar mm. was actually a goddess of transgenderism. Oh, wow. It, she could change, She supposedly in her songs, she could change men into women and women into men. And people would hold a transgender sexual parades. No way. And I guess the son of Ishtar is Eros, which, is, which mm -hmm. is where we get erotica from. Right. And basically what we're seeing right now in our society is just in uh, like a reincarnation of the the, de the demons who were promoting the goddess Ishtar. And when we look in the Bible about worshiping idols, and we're like, that's so, a no one literally worships idols yes. anymore. This transgender movement mm -hmm. is idol worship. It's the it exact same thing. It's the same demonic forces behind the same story, just repackaged or wrapped yeah. up differently. Yeah, so in Greek, this uh, Ishtar was called Aphrodite or Venus. Mm -hmm. And it, she's the goddess of uh, sexuality and, myth and, and myth mythologically, she's the wife of Baal. And so if this will set you free, yeah. I just have the power of God on me so strong. When you recognize that we are up against the same spirit that produced Baal, Boom. Baal worship, this is as old as time. Yeah. These are the same demonic powers who are trying to revamp their power and authority, but Jesus took their power and authority. And so we need to say to these, to these mountains, we need to say to these people, we need to recognize that these children that think they're being, these, they're literally being lied to by demons and people who are believing this are either conversing with demons, possessed by demons or, um, or, going along with listening to demons. So this is a demonically, exactly. we don't fight transgenderism the way that you would fight something else. So I appreciate the arguments and I'm glad for these types of arguments um, when going back and forth. However, what Jesus would do in these situations isn't to argue the points. It's get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, and, and I think we do need to do both. Like, I think in our words. Well, I think we, we, we list our arguments for the sake of people who have been brainwashed by these, mm -hmm. but when you're actually coming up against someone- If you are one-on-one, -on -one, you yeah. don't have to say it to their face, but you need to be, I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, I ask Take you to set authority. this person free in the name of because Jesus. Because arguments will never cast out a demon. Right. That's true. Absolutely true. Um, so with the, tra with the trans agenda, I want you guys to come on, on Sunday and watch our World News program. Because yeah. I have a clip for you of a woman who said that she's working with Joe Biden. Who Joe Biden said, you corporations are more powerful than the government. And so you have the power to push the LGBTQ transgender agenda. Yeah. And so she lists how worldwide all these corporations are pushing this agenda. That's why you see the Bud Light. That's why you see the Target. That's why you see even Chick-fil-A. That's why you see the Cracker Barrel. Because of the ESG, the environmental, whatever agenda they've got going on, um, the social agenda, these businesses, they all rely on what? On, on credit. Exactly. They run, see, nobody owns their business outright. They're all running on credit, a cycle of credit, a cycle of credit, and they need their banks. If not, their businesses close. And so just this week, I guess there was somebody who's a Call of Duty player and he makes money doing video games. Okay. And he tweeted out, leave our kids alone when it came to like gay pride. And whoever is in charge of the Call of Duty fired him. So even like video games are in on the gay pride or whatever. It's crazy. But you know who owns these corporations? BlackRock and Vanguard. Exactly. Owns about 15 to 15% 15 to 30% of every company almost in the entire world. 
And they're pushing it, I believe, because of demonic forces. Mm -hmm. All right. Speaking of pushing things because of demonic forces, what are you all going to do? You're all going to go get tickets, pre-sale oh tickets. Oh, my gosh. The for Sound, the sound of, freedom. of Freedom. We're yes. working on, if you guys are in Cincinnati or in Ohio, we're working on a, on a date and a time for you guys. If you want to come with us, we'll let you know shortly. We're trying to work with Robert and Jamie. It'll either be July 3rd, 4th, or 5th. We're some one of those dates. So come see with us if you're in Cincinnati. If not, go get your tickets now. Because see, theaters are literally selling out. We're oh, looking. Absolutely. We're looking at actually renting out a whole theater. Yeah. Because t tickets are selling out as we speak. Exactly. But Tim Ballard made the rounds this week because he, it, it kind of got around that he was working with Mel Gibson on a four-part series, but Mel Gibson was just helping, kind of give him some production tips. Yeah. Um. So I say that's what he's working with Mel Gibson a little bit. But he came out with uh, this clip saying that they have a four-part series on rescuing kids being sex trafficked wow. in the Ukraine and it's coming out very soon. So back to back with the sound of freedom and this four part series, God is, you guys have been praying for God to expose yes. the timing. The, the sound of freedom was supposed to come out like two or three years but ago. I believe that God said the timing God, isn't right. This is God's he timing. He held off the film. This is God's timing. Absolutely. COVID and all that stuff. This is God's timing. We're taking down the sex traffickers. Let's roll this. Ukraine got a phone call from Mel Gibson. He actually did the final edit of The Sound of Freedom. That's how we know each other, but not well, not well enough that I'd be getting phone calls. And he told me that he was in Budapest at the time. This was right hours after the invasion. And he said he supports a bunch of orphans in Ukraine and he was worried about them. And he asked if I could help get them out. So now I've got 12 from my wife. I bought 13 others from Mel Gibson. And I'm thinking, okay, I got this list of kids I got to get out. Um, I told Mel, I said, you got to help me. This is going to be expensive. I won't ask you for direct donation, but can you help me film this? You know, let's film what's happening so we can get people to understand and they can support us. He said, no problem. He helped us get set up and started filming. Four months later, what I thought was going to be maybe a documentary about Ukraine ends up being a four-part docu-series that's almost done. It's being produced by DNA Films and executive produced by Tony Robbins. That's how crazy it got and how prophetic my wife was. When I showed up in Ukraine with a list of, I think, 20 names, the Ukrainians countered me and gave me over 10,000 names of orphans that they didn't know where they were because of the chaos caused by war. And more importantly and, and more frightening to me was the fact that I know that human trafficking is a $32 billion a year business. It's the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. And I also know how kids get forced into that market. And it's through vulnerable situations like in the aftermath of a hurricane, mostly in a developed country or an earthquake, or in this case, a war. And so the traffickers call it harvest time. And that was the intel we were getting. And so we weren't just there to extract those kids, but look for leads. And it really was a miracle what happened. You know, it's, it's one of these things that, you know, faith precedes the miracle. I take a lot of comfort in the fact that there's only one time in the scripture where Jesus gets mafioso. It's righteous because it's Jesus doing it. But if you listen to his words, it's mafioso. He says that it would be better for you to have a millstone cast about your neck and you thrown to the bottom of the sea than that you would hurt one of these little ones, my children. That's mafioso action, sinking someone to the bottom of the ocean. And Jesus said it. So I know where he stands on it. So I can expect and we can expect miracles when we're fighting to protect children. I never thought, I never dreamed there'd be a day when.
Ukraine. So what I love about this entire thing is that everything is connected, Leah. Whether it's the sex trafficking that we've been so angry about for years, been trying to expose, I say we as in you guys, the whole entire mega movement, whether it's the the war in Ukraine, even the Trump indictment or Biden, it's because Biden's tied to the Ukraine, like everything is literally connected and God is bringing it all to a head at one moment. And I am telling you guys something by the spirit of God right now, you are about to watch God's glory in a a massive, amazing way that you can't even imagine where God is about to expose all of these people at the same time. Yeah, I think so. I I do. And I think that it also has to do with um, prayer. Uh, Corey, our friend Corey Gray is coming up with a all nations on deck prayer team. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be powerful. And I think that we are on the cusp of, we're in the middle. It is happening. We're not even on the cusp. It has begun. The exposing, the, has the exposure begun. has begun. Yes. that's good. And I think that when the sound of freedom comes out, I guarantee you the sound of freedom on July 4th is a clarion call for God's divine justice. I have to tell you, 100%. the power of God is all over Tim Ballard. Yes. All over Jim Caviezel. All over this mo- this moment of truth. Okay? And the dominoes are falling. Boom, boom, boom. And let me yeah, tell you something. You know what? When the dominoes... Have you ever watched dominoes when they fall and then it kind of stops? They're still going to fall. Yeah. Okay? So just know they're all going to keep falling. Sunday on our world news program, we're going to break down uh, the wildfires in Canada, how they may have started, the mis- the mystery behind, you know, Canada is a, a very large country. Mm. And how did all these wildfires start from thinking about like California wildfires do not start fires in Ohio. Massachusetts or, or yeah. Ohio. That's not how this works. Canada is not, oh, they're just Canadian wildfires. No, this is like having wildfires in California starting my forest on fire here in Ohio. Like, that doesn't make sense, right? Um, so I truly believe that these were deliberate. 100%. They were started deliberately. Um, I think the deforestation is one of their agendas so that they can get you to need. Canada has all the wood they need for all of their citizens to just burn wood Have stoves heat. for the rest of their lives. But if they can get rid of their forest, they're literally shooting themselves in both feet because of some sort of satanic craziness. Um, I want to leave you guys with a little bit uh, on the Canadian wildfires. Let's roll this clip. Most fires in the western provinces are under control. The fires have now opened new fronts spreading to eastern provinces of Nova Scotia, Quebec and Ontario. Right now there are 437 active fires with about 250 out of control. About 26,000 Canadians have evacuated their homes because of the fires. And experts say the hazardous conditions in New York City are the worst on record, breaking a 52-year-old mark. Correspondent Nate. That was New York, the last clip that you just saw. You can't stay sustainably like in that. You can't breathe in that. That is. And so I don't want to just report on the news. I want to tell you guys something. 
we have to pray this through. Yeah. We have to find God on this and we have to find the answers. We've been doing that on our Revelation Red Pill series every Wednesday. The Kingdom Roundtable has been doing it on Mondays. So continue to stay tuned for Resistance Chicks. Come here every week on the Brighty on TV network right here at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Put it in your calendar. We will bring you the top news stories of this week and we will bring it to you in the power of God to say God wants to stop that. God wants to bring justice to those that have started these fires in Canada and so much more more. We are taking back the narrative and Bridie on TV is helping us do that. So we want to give a big, huge shout out to them and say thank you for allowing us to speak freely and bring the power of God to stories that would otherwise be censored. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we see, we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Back to Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We are your hosts, Leah and Michelle. We're so glad that you're here. It's June 9th, 2023. It's a Friday, which means we are going to bring you this week's top headline news stories, which Leah has been saying is wild. I want to say in wacky, but that makes it a little exciting. It has not been exciting. It's just been wild. I think that Tucker's is pretty wacky. wacky. No, you're right. You're right. The aliens make it wacky. For sure. 100%. I should have said wild and wacky week. Mm-hmm. All right, let's start with Joe Biden because that's really the the real crime, the real criminal here. Joe Biden allegedly paid five million by Burisma executive as part of a bribery scheme, according to an FBI document. An FBI document. My word. Joe Biden was allegedly paid five million dollars by an executive of the Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma, Burisma Holdings, where his son Hunter Biden sat mm-hmm. on the board. A confidential human source told the FBI during a June 2020 interview. Now, the House reps have been trying to get a hold of this document. And Christopher Ray has been stonewalling and stonewalling. It's not classified. Representative Nancy May went on, Mace. Uh, Mace went on Fox News. And she basically said, um, they came out with this. I knew that they were going to come out with the Trump indictment on the day that we they came need a out coach. with this proof. You need no a job that pays well, where you can pick your schedule with it's programs to move you in. of some sort. There we go. <laughs> the FD1023 form dated June 30th, 2020 is the FBI's interview with a highly credible confidential source who detailed multiple meetings and conversation he or she had with a top Burisma executive over the course of several years starting in 2015. Fox News Digital has not seen the form, but it was described by several sources who are aware of its contents. Um, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and she said, I memorized it and I wrote everything down. I don't have that kind of memory, so... She didn't memorize you know. it. I hope she did. All right. So this form, an FD uh, 1023 form is used by FD, FBI agents to record unverified reporting from confidential human sources. The form is used to document information as told to the FBI agent. But recording that information does not validate or weigh it against other information known by the FBI. The Burisma executive sought the advice of the confidential source, a business professional on gaining U.S. oil rights and getting involved with a U.S. oil company. The source is familiar with the document said the Burisma executive was speaking with the confidential source to quote, get advice on the best way to go forward in 2015 to 2016. According to the FD 1023 form, uh, the confidential human source said that the uh, Burisma executive discussed Hunter's role on the board. The confidential human source questioned why the Burisma executive needed his or her advice in acquiring access to U.S. oil if he had Hunter Biden on board. Uh, the Burisma on his board. The Burisma executive answered referring to Hunter Biden as dumb. Well, but that's a fact. 
cannot really be disputed. That to me can't be disputed. That proves the veracity of this document. You know, sometimes facts within the document prove the document's veracity. So true. Yeah, the Burisma executive explained to the confidential source that Burisma had to, quote, pay the Bidens because Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin was investigating Burisma. Yes, we know how this worked. And explained how difficult it would be to enter the U.S. market in the midst of that investigation. Duh. Uh, the confidential source further detailed that conversation, suggesting to the Burisma executive that he pay the Bidens $15,000 each. <laughs> Here's my suggestion to you. Got a good idea. Why don't you give them all 50 grand and <laughs> I call it good. Let's just call it a day. <laughs> and get Bill Biden off your back. To which the Burisma executive replied, it's not worth 50000 It's It is $5 million. $5 million for one Biden, $5 million for the other Biden. The Burisma executive told the confidential human source, according to a familiar uh, a source familiar with the document. A source familiar with the document according uh, said, according to the document, the $5 million payments appear to reference a kind of retainer. Burisma intended to pay the Bidens to deal with a number of issues, including the investigation led by Shokin. Remember uh, Joe Biden saying, if you don't stop this investigation, you're not going to get your money. Again, when you're talking about things that prove the veracity of a document, we do know that Biden actually did do what you just mentioned. Yeah. So so here's the question. We were t- we've got money and we've got the reason for the money. Did the reason for the money take place and happen? Yes. Then was the money there? A source familiar said, according to the document, the $5 million payments appeared to reference a kind of retainer. Burisma intended to pay the Bidens to deal with a number of issues, including the investigation led by Shokin. Another source referred to the arrangement as a pay-to-play scheme. Um... The uh, source believes that the $5 million payment to Joe Biden and to Hunter Biden did occur based on their conversations with the Burisma executive. The source also said that the Burisma executive told him he paid the Bidens in such a manner through so many different bank accounts. And that's what um, you guys saw in the beginning there with um, Representative Byron uh, Donalds. Davis. Davis. No. I think it's Davis. It's it's Byron Byron, I thought it was Donald. It might it's hard be. to keep everybody. It might be. Um, try to keep everybody track, keep track of everybody in Congress now. The new guy, the new awesome big black guy, because that's kind of represented. You by, were right, uh, Donald. Leah wins the cookie, making me feel weird. Making you were the one weird. questioning whether you were saying it right. You should just roll with it. Trying to. All right, so. Uh, he was saying, Byron Donalds was saying there were all these different bank accounts and they all were trying to get through different bank accounts to get to, to Biden. Now on our Brighteon segment that we just did yeah. at six o'clock, we show a clip of Joe Biden saying, being asked about this because of representative Nancy Mace calling it out. I got it. You can play a little bit of it. And Go he's ahead. like, so where's the money? Where's the money? So you have that clip. Let's play that because I want y'all to see this. Um, Joe Biden being asked about this and then it literally his answer to it is so he's kind of joking laughing about it it's like hey this is not a laughing matter and if you think that this is worth being worth joking about right like uh, we're we're gonna have issues if you don't have it that's okay they can just take my word for it it's plus they're one. gonna have seen it in the afterwards yeah they will have seen it okay but let's gonna play go it ahead again and anyway let's find it again here We've got it. 
Well, she's just opened them all up. Well, here there we go. There we go here. We're going to play the whole clip? I don't want to play the whole clip. No. We already played that. No, you want to you play it and we'll get okay. to this part. Of... Okay, okay, okay. You're so silly. I am not silly. <laughs> I'm not as silly as Joe Biden talking about this. It was near the end, wasn't it? No, no, no. It was right at the beginning. Was it really? Right, right at the beginning. No, it wasn't. Now it's not going to play because I made it big, isn't it? Twitter's weird like that. Just refresh this page. Another Republican who saw the document, Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina. Yeah. Deposit to make it big. He won't let me make it. Says it proves Biden sold out our nation. Biden was asked about her remarks earlier. The bribery allegation, Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, there's a bunch of malarkey. It's a bunch of wait, wait, wait. malarkey. Yeah, I want, I want you to hear her response. Oh, my goodness. It's so not funny. <laughs> He's joking. Actually, though, the president asked a key question. Where is the money? That, well, did yeah. you hear that? Oh, my goodness. It's so, so not funny. Yeah, we heard a little bit more from Nancy Mace. I'm going to play the re some, some more of the rest of this clip um, we've got with her. We need to subpoena more bank records. I mm -hmm. want to go back to the Treasury and look at the suspicious activity reports and compare the information that we had then with the information we have now. Um, it, it's really bad. And it's the kind of thing, whether you're Republican or Democrat or not, if, if this isn't corruption, if this isn't against the law, then it should be. We need to change the laws. Real quickly, um, I mentioned that the the time is is running short. I mean, this is this is evidence now tonight with this indictment of a former president um, that that you may not have the kind of time that that you've had up until now to slow roll whatever you're finding in the investigation. What kind of pressure does this put on Republicans to get the evidence and speed up a timetable? Well, I want to make sure I know that the timetable is short with 18 months until the election, but I also want the American people to know that we're going to be methodical, that we're going to be thoughtful, that we're going to do this the right way, regardless of party. And look, you're talking to someone, Harris. I have held Republicans in contempt for not showing up to Congress. I want to make sure that we do it right. We do it in a constitutional way. And if the FBI won't do their job, we're going to do it for them. But I want to make sure that we get mm -hmm. it right. We follow the facts in a methodical and thoughtful and factual manner. Okay. So Representative Nancy Mace and Donald Trump have had uh, have, have butt heads a few times, but uh, even she's calling this out as the real malarkey Joe. The real malarkey Joe. He's the real malarkey Joe. He's the real malarkey <laughs> this. Joe. All right, I want to bring up mornings with Maria here. The Biden bribery document is absolutely grounds for impeachment, Thank actually, you. says the uh, rep representative Anna Paul Paulina Luna here. It's unconstitutional for a president to indict the leading candidate opposing him. Joe Biden kept classified documents for decade. Donald Trump Jr. is also questioning the timing of this arrest, tweeting, all this happened on, quote, the same day that a story broke about a whistleblower alleging Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from Burisma in Ukraine, taking money for policy decisions. Joining me right now is Florida Congresswoman and member of the House Oversight Committee, Anna Paulina Luna. Congresswoman, it's good to see you again. Thanks very much for being here this morning. I want to start off with your reaction to this indictment on Donald Trump. 
Exactly like Don Jr. had said. I mean, it hasn't even been 24 hours, Maria, since I have seen the document that the FBI has that literally has not one but two separate payments to Joe Biden and his son for over $5 million from a foreign national. And of course, the DOJ just yesterday decides that they're going to be bringing charges against Trump. So I don't think it's by coincidence or mistake, but I can tell you one thing, Maria. Um, I know Speaker McCarthy's fired up about this. I know House Oversight is. And I don't think that the DOJ realizes the beehive that they're poking. They are poking. Well, I think it's really going to depend on how Speaker McCarthy chooses to move forward. But what I can tell you is we have more than enough evidence right now. I know, again, Chairman Comer is going to be sending out more subpoenas next week. And it was incredibly alarming, Maria, because in the actual document, um, the source is referring to the big guy and the confidential human informant understood that to be Joe Biden. And remember, that was the same term that was used in Hunter Biden's emails and the Hunter Biden laptop to refer to Joe so Biden. The, so the big guy was mentioned in this document. Correct. Wow. Meanwhile, uh, we know there was 10% held by H for the big guy in that term sheet. Yes, 10% held for the big guy. After a long back and forth and missed deadlines, FBI Director Christopher Wray will now send a document claiming President Biden was involved in a bribery scheme to Capitol Hill. That comes after Oversight Committee Chair James Comer threatened to hold the FBI in contempt of Congress. Lawmakers from both parties are expected to review the material on Monday. The document supposedly details a $5 million criminal plot involving Biden during his vice presidency and a foreign national. One thing on the subpoena issue. So when the Republicans took over uh, and the majority in January, one of the things they said is, if we take over, we will be able to get the Biden administration, at least the cabinet, to be able to comply with congressional oversight. And that's what you're seeing here. Yeah. Nobody wants to be held in contempt of Congress. So that's why Ray is making this decision. Uh, Chuck Rassi was with us yesterday. I thought it was a pretty interesting interview. You know, right? I mean, he's seen the document. He wants others to see it in part. Um, just play this clip about the bias that he sees right now in the FBI. We are not out to get the FBI. We're out to change the culture of the FBI at headquarters. There was political bias with the uh, uh, emails of Hillary. We have political bias in the uh, uh, hurricane uh, uh, investigation that went on. We have political bias that's been proven by the Durham report. And uh, the FBI has to straighten out their house. Couple points on this. Some Republicans believe there's evidence in this document that shows that Joe Biden took a bribe, right, while he was vice president. Nothing, none of that has been proven. When we asked Grassley yesterday if something was illegal on that sheet of paper, he did not say yes. No. What he said was, I want the FBI to do its job, which means investigate it, and that's where he stands as of today. It'd be very interesting if others see it today who have not seen it yet, what their impressions will be. You know, Sometimes, sometimes you you get you get the win and it doesn't, and the bad guys still seem to be winning, right? And I'm telling you, guys, I'm so glad that everybody is awake right now. But you're not, we're not dealing with Hillary Clinton. We're not dealing with James Comey, okay? There are forces in this nation and in this world, and if you're at Resistance Chicks, then you understand this, okay? And I'm glad people are finally waking up and not just gonna turn me off. 
because you tried and we've tried fighting it the other way. This is a spiritual battle. 100%. Okay. When Hillary Clinton comes out and mocks Donald Trump, trying to sell a hat that said, but her emails, because, but why, to me, I get what the, um, the left is kind of trying to do. They're trying to meme, but I would, why would you want to wear a hat like that? To, because everybody knows your emails were horrible. Like you're not, you're not, no, but your email, what you're saying is that, but you got away with something. Right. <sighs> It's, it's absolutely uh, crazy. I'm going to read this article. The DOJ declares war on 2024 with Trump indictment hours after Biden bribery, new, bribery news. So this is from Margot uh, Cleveland of The Federalist. The Biden admin informed Donald Trump's lawyers that a grand jury had indicted the former president as he must surrender to a federal court in Miami on Tuesday. Trump took to True Social late Thursday last night to announce the indictment, proclaiming his innocence and calling it a dark day in America. And we played that whole Trump Truth Social clip on our Bridie on First Half segment. Um, if you're watching this back, if you're watching this back, you'll see it all. If you're watching it live, go back and watch it. The news of the indictment quickly suffocated coverage of a confidential human source. If you hear people say the CHS, their claim that the Ukrainian founder Burisma had paid a $5 million bribe to Joe Biden and five to Hunter, by the way. While the shift in coverage is unfortunate because the legacy media has finally begun uh, to cover the Biden pay-to-play scandal, the timing provides for the perfect ju uh, juxtaposition of the federal government's handling of the two cases and the media's coverage of both stories. It also proves uh, that what Trump said in his social media thread, we are a country in serious and rapid decline. We've been there for a while, buddy. A country cannot survive two standards of justice meted out based on political preferences of the prosecutors. That is precisely what Americans are witnessing. On the one hand, we have the former, uh, we have the president who became the target of a politicized Department of Justice and FBI even before he set foot in the office. This is something that somebody had said, uh, I, I heard today. Trump was attacked between before two elections by the FBI and the DOJ. This is this is unheard of. This is unprecedented. This is insanity. Okay. Um, in an attempt to destroy Trump throughout his office, that included attacks by both law enforcement and intelligence agencies, which is what I will this is why I will always say he is not deep state. They don't go after their own like this and nobody can take this. Nobody's exactly. gonna be like, I'll just keep taking the hits because this is the game we're playing to set up the new world order. Like, no, he's a regular have you have we all not watched enough movies? I've seen them lot. Okay, where you have a flawed hero. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. That makes mistakes, and you're on the other side screaming at the TV, throwing popcorn, like, don't open that door, or he's the bad guy, don't make a deal with him, right? And then he makes the deal anyways, and it turns out really bad. But he's not, you know, that he's not the right. part on the inside. He's like your average guy. That's Trump. Like, he's not deep state, and he's not. But here's the deal he is a sinner. Yes. And he needs sanctification and he has made some really, really poor decisions, some of which include included murdering a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. Then as Trump departed, uh, that decisions that led to that. Thank you. Decisions that led to murdering a lot of people. Yeah. Led led to the Not ability to Trump murdered them, but it led yeah. to other people being being able yeah. to murder a lot of people. Then, as Trump departed the White House upon Biden's inauguration, a bench uh, 
uh, a backbench bureaucrat with the National Archives and Records Administration launched a crusade against uh, Trump over the documents. Rather than work with Trump to agree on the storage of presidential records in a mutually acceptable location, as the archivist had done with Obama, mm -hmm. the National Archives sent a criminal referral to the DOJ. I'm, I am picturing mm -hmm. one of those liberal blue-haired ladies that like kind of look like an act like a librarian. Like the one that made the girl, the kids stop singing oh my that we gosh, played last played, week yeah, in, the, in the rotunda. Mm -hmm. The NR, the National Archive Association hadn't ever done that when evidence established that uh, Clinton violated the equivalent Federal Records Act. But remember, she wasn't president. At this point, what difference does it make, she said? That's a different, that's different. Well, but either, okay, well, but either way, she's always saying that. That was Benghazi. Whatever. She's always like, at this point, what difference does it make? Yeah. That is her stance on everything except yeah. for that she lost the election. Absolutely. That, at this point, it still makes a difference for her. But according to her, at for everything that she has ever done, she's like, well, at this point, we're so far out into it. Does Do the, do the emails really matter? I think you're... Does the bleach bit really matter? Is there, is there no way to find that? And can we play that on Facebook? The song? The song by Com the, yeah. That song. Oh, I can find it. Oh my, at this point, what difference does it make? Maybe oh we'll, gosh. if y'all stay around for the end of the show, we'll play that. I have to, I have to hear that again. All right. It isn't merely that there is uh, one law for the rich and powerful and one for the rest of us. No, the FBI and DOJ have proven they are the powerful. And we'll decide which law applies and to whom. Even more devastatingly, they have proved they control the fate uh, of which polit politicians uh, are allowed to, uh, we are allowed to elect. Trump, in announcing that he had been indicted, highlighted the double standard on display related to the documents. He says, I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax. It's all a hoax, he wrote on True Social. Adding that Joe Biden had boxes of at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., even with more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania and documents strewn all over his garage floor. Biden's possession, possession of decades-old classified documents goes to show the government is normally just pretty lackadaisical about the handling of such papers. While that confirms the focus on Trump's handling of documents was a get Trump enterprise, it is the M FBI's burying of the evidence that Biden accepted a $5 million bribe. Here's the thing. They had the document that, that Biden accepted the bribe. Ray knew the document that they wanted, and he knew. He knows. They know. They all know. They're all in on it. So what do we do about it, Michelle? We take him down in Paragon. <sighs> we expose we, it. How do we do it? Well, through the power of prayer and righteousness. Yep. You know what? I know a lot of people say don't like to do what we do by talking about it and praying about it. Mm. But you have, it's like with the, the transgenderism, which we're not going to talk about right now on Facebook. But when you speak the truth, see, the truth itself is powerful. But when the truth is spoken with the power of God, it stops evil in its track. And so what I was trying to get at with the teacher and, and talking about transgenderism and talking about the truth, you should talk about it and you should say it. But I will tell you this. When I say, and when you say, oh, geez, I didn't know there was a dog down there. Yikes. <laughs> scared me. I'm so sorry. 
Come here, Grizzy. I'm sorry. I didn't Aww, poor little oh, fella. I'm so sorry. Let me have the puppy dog. I didn't know I got Let just me two have dogs. Him. There's a big dog down here. Oh, Let me have dying the little here. dog. Let me have the We're little dying. dog. We're dying. Hand me the little guy. Here, here, little guy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Poor I'm sorry. I didn't see you. You're so little. Say hi. <laughs> Say hi. We almost squished him. I did almost squish you. I'm sorry. I didn't know I did. It was down there. Um, yeah. What was I talking about? I don't know. I don't know. You squished a dog. I know. I know. What... But you okay? We were talking about Hillary Clinton and the OJ. How are we going to take him out? Take him down? Oh, God. Praying. Praying and telling the truth. So, like, when it comes to, to saying that God created them male and female. Right. You can say that in a way. You can say it and it have no effect whatsoever. Mm. And you can say it and it changed the world with right. the power of God. All right. So there's there there's Trump. Now, fact check. Uh, Breitbart has an interesting article. Biden lies about never telling the DOJ to pro prosecute anyone. So I'll go ahead and since your hands are, are a fool, I will bring this up here. Oh, I know what I was getting ready to say Yeah. before you squish the dog. So we talked about on Wednesday, the scripture that says some saved by fear and, mm -hmm. and trembling, hating the very garment mm -hmm. um, that stains whatever. Spotted with flesh. Thank you. So what I felt like the Lord was saying just now mm -hmm. is that when we talk about these news stories, it is that kind of, we have to save some by fear, not that this should make you afraid, right. but that you should see that we hate the very garment stained. Mm. Like this is a garment that is stained. And I think that this is, falls under the umbrella of that scripture where sometimes yeah. you have to show people the darkness yeah, in absolutely. order for them to see the light. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, Biden said that he never told the DOJ to prosecute anyone. Right. Mr. President, what do you say to Americans to convince them that they should trust the independence and fairness of the Justice Department when your predecessor, Donald Trump, repeatedly attacks it? Because you notice, I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. What's your message to people who defy congressional subpoenas on the January 6th committee? I hope that the committee goes after them and uh, holds them accountable. Should they anyway. be prosecuted by the I, Justice I do, Department? yes. Interesting. Verdict false. He said people who defied the January 6th committee subpoena should be prosecuted. He, did you see where he says, I'm honest? You know, only liars kind of say things like that. Mm -hmm. I never remember, I'm honest. Right. Liars My do that. My actions should prove that I am. Yeah. And that, so here's the, here's the clip. Um, yes, I do. I do think they should be prosecuted so also from a press briefing uh why why did president uh break his promise not to enter into any decisions about what cases the justice department should bring and not bring when did he how did he break his promise well he was asked at the doj to prosecute people who defied january 6 uh committee subpoenas uh saki says well let me reiterate I put out a statement also on Friday night uh, to this on this, where I conveyed clearly that one, the president continues to believe that January 6th was one of the darkest days in our democracy, blah, 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 blah. The question is, you say that is his view, but that's not what he said. Okay, so she tries to walk back what he says, and oh, well, he's just conveying, you know, that it's a dark day in democracy, and 
um, let the Justice Department do what they need to do. But no, he said that they should be prosecuted. He doesn't remember what he ate for breakfast. All he can remember is that he likes chocolate chip ice cream. And he's honest. Chaos. McCarthy uh, throws tantrum, cancels vote for the rest of the week after the Freedom Caucus fracas. So you've got uh, McCarthy's a little upset because he's got a few uh, House Freedom Caucus members who have banded together. They're pretty upset about what McCarthy put together with the debt ceiling raise and the budget, which is really no budget. And raising the debt ceiling to basically you can spend as much money as you want. There are some hardliners uh, holding the line. He says, this is the difficulty, McCarthy said, adding some of these members don't know what to ask for. Tuesday marked the first time in more than two decades that a speaker has been unable to muster the votes for a procedural step to begin debate on a bill on the House floor. They failed on the... Uh, to get to get the bill to actually be voted on mccarthy mostly projected his customary optimism predicting that the two sides would resolve their differences yet he showed flashes of frustration during the day and admitted the protest took him by surprise i feel blindsided you're not going to get 100 of your want five people can create problems so you can't take hostages the conservative group's grievances centered around what they claim are forceful taxes by, tactics by the GOP leadership team and a failure to honor agreements made with them during McCarthy's election as Speaker. McCarthy made concessions to the hardliners during his challenging 15 ballot election as Speaker. Some of those hardliners later took part in the procedural revolt on Tuesday. They claim that McCarthy reneged on his commitments regarding the Fiscal Responsibility Act. McCarthy expressed confidence in his speakership on Wednesday night, saying that he expected challenges from a very small minority. I will listen to them. I will respect them. But at the end of the day, we've got to come together as one. When questioned about the frustrations among the Republican lawmakers regarding the delay caused by the House Freedom Caucus members, McCarthy shifted the focus of the concerns. You've got Representative Andrew Clyde claimed that the GOP House leaders warned him that it would be challenging to advance a bill that he sponsored if he voted against the act. And then you had House Leader Steve Scalise deny that any threat was made. Uh, Bobert claimed that Representative Diana Harshbarger faced harassment from multiple members in order to influence her vote. Michelle, you want to tell people what um, Candace Keller and Ron Hood told us about even just the Ohio House and how yeah, they, they set you the in Republicans. A room so this by is this yourself. is Republican leadership. Yeah, the when leadership, they want you to vote on something, it's you don't you want to vote on. Like there's like a line. Like sitting out to sit there the and, heart. Be, and be strong armed. So anybody who, so let's say the Republican leadership wants to get a bill passed. Right. And they and know that got, there's people that are wavering one way or the other. Right. And so they bring them in one by one, one, by one. and they, and they strong arm them through threats. And you have to do coercion. this. You have to go in there. And you have to go in, into these special one-on-one -on -one meetings with the leadership. Struggle sessions. It's a struggle session. Exactly. It's ridiculous. And so when they come, so they come out and Candace said sometimes she, she folded and she's embarrassed and ashamed and, you know, regrets that. But a lot of times you come out and she would pass Ron Hood and, and he would ask her, you know, how did you do? And she goes, I held my ground, you know, and it's really hard. Like, I can't even imagine I the can't. Influence that no, these people have. And they, that's just in the state. They houses. make you shaky. They feel like they've got power it's over demonic. you. It's demonic. It is demonic. It is absolutely demonic. All right. So I want to bring up this thread. It's not up there, but it's in my Twitter feed okay. from Mike Ma, from Mike Lee on the abuse of power. So the conservatives revolt against the GOP on the House floor. This article here. 
Uh, House Conservatives Tuesday blew off an effort by GOP leadership to advance several bills in a dramatic confrontation on the House floor. Eleven Republicans, most of whom are members of the House uh, Freedom Caucus, joined Democrats in voting against a rule to advance four bills related to gas stoves and regulatory reform, enough opposition to tank the rule and block the legislation from advancing to the floor. Just before the vote closed, uh, Steve Scalise changed his vote to oppose the rule as well, a move that allows him to bring up the rule for another vote at a later time. The rule was blocked by a final vote of 206 to 220. The uh, revolt made for a dramatic scene on the House floor. I wonder if we've got... Anybody got a clip of that? I want to see the dramatic scene on the House floor. We never get to see anything interesting. You guys are all crazy boring. Let's see if we can find a clip on that. All right. See if you can... I don't know. You know. You could even know to research. I can look. Uh, on Twitter. All right. So Mike Lee says, This isn't their power to abuse at will. He says, let me be unequivocally clear. I was threatened that if I voted against disallowing amendments on the debt ceiling agreement, it would be very difficult to bring my bill to the House floor, said Representative Andrew Clyde. Unless I'm missing something here, this is totally unacceptable. Members of Congress, um, just maybe put in, put, in the, put in Twitter like House floor McCarthy. Do we need this thread at all? I'm reading from it, but you don't need it. Okay. No. Um, unless I'm missing something here, Mike Lee says, this is totally unacceptable. Members of Congress in both chambers and both parties elect legislative leaders. Uh, those leaders are supposed to serve the lawmakers who elect them. Members are not subordinate to the leaders, um, that to the leaders they elect. Each member has a equally valid certificate of election and each member is expected to operate as an equal. Uh, that's from May 31st. So you want something from like yesterday. Um, members of Congress in both chambers and both parties elect legislative leaders. The, those leaders are not supposed to serve the lawmakers who elect them. Members are not subordinate to the leaders they elect. Each member, uh, each member has an equally valid certificate of election, and each member is expected to operate as an e equal with his or her peers. Party leaders in Congress in both chambers and in both political parties have grown far too powerful, leading to abuse. Sometimes the legislative priorities of one lawmaker are subtly elevated or, or subordinated based on what the lawmaker's uh, standing with or proximity uh, to legislative leaders. That's fairly common and usually doesn't raise eyebrows as long as it remains subtle and indirect. It becomes more of a problem where legislative leaders start punishing rank and file members by removing committee assignments or selectively withdrawing prior support for legislation, not based on any wrongdoing, but on a position that they took. Such clear abuse of legislative leadership uh, authority is relatively uncommon, far less common than other more subtle abuses. So he goes on basically saying um, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to abuse people. You can just play that that clip. Is that is that one from Matt Gates talking about it? I think it is. I think it's from yesterday or the seventh. That was the wrong button. Okay, here we go. Kevin McCarthy uh, blocking a pair of Republicans. My friends call it that too. What, what did you say? Not just my critics that call it a revolt. My friends call it that too. So, do, what do you call it? Uh, I think that when the our leadership couldn't hold the line on spending. 
uh, they surrendered the ability to exclusively hold the floor. Uh, right now, we are refusing to allow the failure theater to continue to play out. Uh, we want to see rescissions, more spending cuts. Uh, we think that McCarthy and his negotiators got rolled by Biden and the Democrats, and now House conservatives are flexing our muscle. Uh, we want to see a, a return to the normal budgeting process. We want to see review of individual bills come forward, and we're very disappointed that we just underwrote $4 trillion in debt over the next two years. So what do you want done now? Like, What would be the cuts that you would target, especially now? Uh, my colleague Paul Gosar has put forward an agenda to target a lot of the national emergencies that have remained declared at times for years or decades. They've operated as slush funds for the administration. And so we might want to go and repeal some of those national emergencies so that we've got the ability to claw back those dollars and apply them to the Treasury. I have a question for you. And it's really, you know, when I sit here in this chair, I'm thinking I'm holding a microphone for other people. So it's not so much about what I want to know. It's what some people might perceive or ask. Do you consider yourself far right or is that a label? Well, on some things, people consider me far right. On some things, people consider me far left. I have a libertarian streak. I've got a populist streak. Uh, what I do know is this. More than 60% of the country understands that we can't keep spending money this way. And that's not just a far right position. People in the middle hold that view as well. Uh, my tactics are probably uh, a little more bare knuckle than most here in Washington. But I've learned that the only way things change is by force. And sometimes we have to bring that force to bear for the country uh, with without regard for political ideology, but just what America needs to stay financially healthy. And do you think that bare knuckled approach is in response to perhaps an overcorrection that is needed? At All right. So we've probably got 11 good House members. It's hard, you guys. I know, it, you know, we're voting in people who will take a stand and not just uh, buckle. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's a difficult world that uh, we're in, but I think that we're winning. And even though Trump's been indicted, and uh, the let me read some comments here. Um, Wicked Psych says Gates is starting to look like Richard Nixon. Nixon, he could portray him in a movie. That's kind of true. Uh, James says Teddy Roosevelt ran again in 1912 to try to stop these crooks and their scheme. Honest, my behind Biden, you're a hood. He says Patriot Gallery says. Um, that it's all like black magic versus white magic when it comes to um, Hillary and Obama's black magic and kind of what Trump has dabbled into, which we're trying to pray against, is kind of a white magic in mm -hmm. essence. Um, not so much the power of God, but we're going to pray for his repentance so that he does kind of pull out of that because it's, it's Trump's answers of these 15 minute cities and the, you know, alternative energy, all of that, that's not the answer. Um, Barry says, Honest Joe Biden, the president, mm, sounds like a secondhand car dealer from East London. Definitely trust him, not. What America needs to stay financially healthy is to tell Zelensky to sod off. Now, you know that when you use British words, you're not allowed to use any that actually equal curse words, and we won't know that they're curse words. <sighs> this is, yeah, it's, you know, we're in a very weird week. We have... Joe Biden's administration unleashing the Trump indictment the day that the House Republicans were able to publicize evidence of his $5 million Ukraine bribery scandal that we've been looking at and we've known about for years. This is not an accident. He's covering up his family's corruption and he's not doing it. Stop saying I'm reading from DC Drano. Um, he's not doing it. 
Joe Biden isn't there. He has left. He is in the Biden ether. Biden has left the building. All right, we're gonna play a couple of these what I call commercial breaks, little uh, independent stories. So I have a clip here with Mike Pence saying that here's the problem with Joe Biden. He's been too slow in providing military resources for Ukraine. Too slow. I will find it. I think it's this one. Nope, this one. Very sad. That earlier. Should we close that? Yeah, here. Here we go. So I don't know if I can even listen to Mike Pence at this point. Like, Are you screen sharing? Not yet. Okay. We're getting there. He wants to run for president, by the way. Let him. By all means, please do. Approach here. Now, I want to say President Joe Biden has been slow in providing military resources to Ukraine. I mean, they promised 33 Abrams tanks back in January. They're still waiting on them. We're still we're waiting on F-16s to be transferred from somewhere. Approach here. Now, I want to say President Joe Biden has been slow in providing. You know, I feel like it, he's um, got to be he's got to be paid off by Lockheed Martin or something because he knows these uh, this equipment way too well. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's vice president and everything, but he's, they have to get the F-16s. They got to get the Abrams. They got they need the equipment. They need it all. All right. Any more uh, independent stories there? Yeah, yeah. Here, here, here. No, 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 no. Before we screen sharing, fine. you can just find it. Calm down. Why did you screen share? So that we can be ready. I was going to close that a bunch first. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, all right. So Josh Holly here. Do you think it's wrong to discriminate on the basis of religious faith? He is talking and asking a question to Biden's district judge nominee for D.C. Lauren Ali Khan. And she says, absolutely. And then he's like, then why did you argue that religious services and religious people pose a greater risk of infection than people gathered to argue for defunding the police, the BLM riots? And the you think it, well, my, my time's almost expired. And I know other senators want to ask questions. So let me just very quickly here. Do you think it's wrong to discriminate on the basis of religious faith? Absolutely, Senator. Why did you argue that religious services, religious people pose a greater risk of infection than people gathered to, to argue for defunding the police? I was representing my client, the mayor and consulting epidemiologists had issued orders that she thought were going to protect public health. It was my role to defend those as a well, Why did you make that argument? This seems like a strange argument to me that religious people are somehow what more infectious than, than folks who have other ideological positions. I don't get it. My understanding was the nature of singing and other things epidemiologists thought could transmit COVID at a higher rate. You didn't rate. put any scientific evidence on the record for it? Senator, those were fast-moving cases, and they weren't going to full briefing and full summary judgment with a record. Um, That's not what the district court said. The district court said that you engaged in, and your client engaged in, and you, defend, you defended discrimination on the basis of religious belief, that you offered no scientific evidence for it, that you pressed these arguments over and over and over without any foundation. Frankly, I'm disappointed that you made those arguments. You can choose what arguments to make. I'm disappointed you made those arguments. I'm disappointed you persisted in defending them here today. And for that reason, among others, I will not support your nomination. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senator Tillis. Boom. She's a little bit tough. You know who else is tough on? I'm going to show you guys something. So um, in April, Energy Secretary, who's current Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granlum told Josh Hawley under oath that she did not own individual stocks. She was lying. Today, Grand uh, Holm admitted that she did, in fact, own stock in multiple companies, including Ford, which falls directly in her jurisdiction. Related to your department, this is from the Wall Street Journal. U.S. ethics officials in recent years have warned one-third 
of the Energy Department's senior officials own stock related to the agency's work, more than 130 officials in the Energy Department collectively reported about 2,700 trades of shares, bonds, and options in companies that ethics officers labeled as related to the agency's work. Do you own individual stocks, Madam Secretary? No, I'm invested in mutual funds. Good. Um, so this report from CNBC last year that said that you violated stock disclosure law nine times, that's not accurate? Um, I did fail to um, um, file a report in my first year that I thought was supposed to be filed at the end of the year and had to have been filed three months earlier. So I was late. That was a... And it, this was, you don't own any individual stock now, so maybe you did when you first came and you converted them to mutual funds? This was, yeah, it totally was the sale of what I had had because I'm not uh, owning individual stocks. I, I don't own individual stock either for the same reason. My, my question to you then is, do you think that other senior members of your department or any department in the executive branch should own individual stock? Why shouldn't we just ban that like we ought to ban it for members of Congress? Um, I leave it to Congress. I think it's easier when you don't uh, own individual stocks. However, we do have disclosure rules and okay. uh, very... So this chick here, I think the one that said it'd be really great for everybody to drive an electric car and how she's so she didn't have to fill up with gas on her way driving, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She revealed today that she has held financial stocks as recently as just now, which is May, contradicting her testimony. So she lied under oath. Now, for um, Roger Stone um, misspoke to, to Congress, mm -hmm. or to the FBI. To the FBI, I think it was FBI. Yes, it was not Congress. Uh, to the FBI, he was forgot something, and they showed up at his door. Now, you can be held in contempt, and you cannot, is it a crime to lie? Knowingly lie. She knowingly lied. She, um, she held her, these financial stocks. In a letter shared with E&E &E News and sent to the committee, she also revealed her spells, how they previously undisclosed investment in Ford. And she's really encouraging people to buy electric cars. Uh, and auto, and this, this particular and brand falls in her jurisdiction. She, right. Okay. Not just the brand, but the idea behind brand, uh, they home. have electric cars. So she told the Natural Resources Committee at an April 20th budget hearing that she didn't own any individual stock. So what's interesting is that after the hearing, she sold some. I got to get rid of these because I told them that I didn't. I mistakenly told the committee that I did not own any individual stocks, whereas I should have said I did not own any conflicting stocks. Graham wrote that she had stocks in six companies that were deemed non-conflicting by agency ethics officials. She did not disclose what these companies were, how much these stocks were worth. She lied. Mm -hmm. Boldface lie. Throw, slap her in irons. Throw her in jail for the rest of her life. They did it to... And actually, can we just have the FBI swat her house... And this time, can we have Fox News tipped off about it ahead of time? Oh, yeah. You know I think I'm that's saying? a great fair idea. Fair is fair. Fair is so fair. All right. And then I want to play Josh Hawley's clip about Trump here. Bring that up. The question is, do we still have a constitution? Does the rule of law still exist with the Trump indictment? 
any American can expect the due process of law. I would just say that this is not about Donald Trump. Ultimately, this is about the United States of America. This is about whether the Constitution is still real in this country. This is about whether any American, any American can expect the due process of law. And make no mistake, if Merrick Garland can send a SWAT team to the homes of pro-life Catholics to terrorize them, if he can call parents domestic terrorists, if he can jail or try to jail Biden's political opponents, he can do whatever he wants to any American. That is what this is about. And that's now what we're fighting for. Um... So the gas stove gas stove are, could be going the way of the dinosaurs if the Biden administration has its way. Now what the Republican House members were fighting over is the McCarthy was trying to get some protection gas stove protection bills on the floor. Mm-hmm. And the House Republicans uh, were stopping that for a moment because they they needed Mc- to get to Mar- McCarthy's attention. But I want to get your attention on these gas stove, uh, uh, the what the what the uh, Biden administration wants to do. So, let's see if I can find exactly what this is on. This is an article on what do they want to do? They want to. The Biden administration is trying to use the federal government's power to dictate every aspect of our lives. The legislation, H.R. 1615, would bar the Consumer Product Safety Commission from using federal funds to ban gas stoves. um, The DOD's efficiency proposal was part of a Biden strategy to squeeze fossil fuels. It is a de facto ban. The Energy and Commerce Committee voted 31 to 18 to advance its legislation to, to stop the DOE from finalizing its efficiency rules. So the Department of Energy, um, let's just get this, the department, it's always so much, so much fun. They don't want you to know what they're doing until afterwards. So the reason we flush, we can't get our toilets to flush and our dishes don't get clean and the washing machines are constantly breaking is because the mainstream media ignores these energy efficiency, water efficiency things that just go under the, under, you know. You mean they don't report on them. So when you buy a new toilet, they've reduced the amount of water, but now your toilet won't flush and now you need a brand new, you know, septic system or a line to your sewer or whatever. You've got um, all of these appliances that do not function properly because they don't have the power that they need because everything's been reduced. Take dehumidifiers for an example. They completely heat up your home. Whereas prior to all of these new rules and regulations, they would run just fine. Okay, so gas stoves are the top choice for many people. Um, the, because the temperature can quickly be adjusted. I, I, we've had electric stoves. It takes a long time to get I don't, I will never use an electric stove. I I will start cooking with fire. Yeah. Before I go to an electric stove. So, uh, and our gas bill like is almost zero. Right. And we heat, we have a gas stove and we have a gas heater and it's like, it it costs like no money. Right. Except for like 30 bucks a month, unfortunately, or a rider rider charge, but it's very cheap is what I'm saying. Everybody, everybody wants natural gas. Yep. If they can get a hold of it. But, um, the department of energy says otherwise, it's not that they would rather you use electricity than the natural gas. So they're saying the DOE, um, wants to make it so that, um, these gas stoves have to consume 32% less energy per year. And I'm wondering how this is going to work. Cause like when I turn mine on, it's like, there's just fire. 
Like, what do you mean less energy? It's not much at all. Um, the setting, uh, by setting this requirement, more than 90% of gas stovetops would need to be redesigned by 2027, giving the industry less than four years to reconfigure, test, manufacture, and distribute product, products in order to comply and remain competitive. There, here, there, this is it. This is what I'm trying to tell you. The technology that they want doesn't exist. Exactly. It's insane. Um, the 1975 law likewise requires the DOE to consider any lessening of the utility of the covered products, blah, 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 blah. Um, the this would cost so much money. And, you know, you used to be able to just get a washing machine and it would last forever. But what happens is, like with your, and this is with cars too, all of the admissions things, you know, I'm, I'm following my train of thought. On Fridays down the street, there is an old car, a, a car show. Antique car show. Antique car they show. There's all these, yeah, it's packed. We're all always here, cars, so I never I'm, see it. And I'm traveling behind a, like a, like right after a Model T, a little, a truck, a truck, a little tiny truck uh, with like skinny tires. You know what I'm talking about? The little skinny tire trucks? Like, like on a Model T. Yeah, like a Model T truck. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, that would be easy to fix. It wouldn't take much to run. And it's not going to, if it breaks down, you could probably fix it. Somebody's dreaming. Somebody's dreaming. They make things more difficult and more convoluted to save energy. And then here. Why don't we just go back to the older cars to save energy? But here's what I'm going to say. To save, here's the a, here's a problem with the saving of the energy. Everything that they do makes it so that these things break down. And then you have to buy a whole new one. And they need more energy. You have to buy a whole new one. Yeah. And how much energy does it take to hold buy a whole new one? So I'm thinking to myself, I've my grandma had a washing machine last like 20, 30 years, and I've been through like three. Right. But we have an old dryer that we got from a friend that was old. We got it what like 15 years ago, and it was old then, and she didn't want it because she moved into a house and it was already sitting there, and it still runs like a charm. Just like a 30-year-old washing a dry, dryer. A dryer. Yeah. Okay. The old ones work. Right. And, but they would rather you use, they're not reduce, reuse, recycle people. Remember Obama's cash for clunkers mm -hmm. where they destroyed cars and then made you go buy a new car. And how is that good for the planet, by the way? How is it better for the planet to bring in completely working cars, trash them and make people buy new cars? That's not really good for the planet. It's uh, not. Wicked Psych says, could you imagine restaurants trying to prepare food on electric stoves? No, you need that instant heat. Um, you know, we've had discussions with friends that, uh, that only have electric and they don't get it. They don't understand the difference. And I remember my friend's mom once they were over at our house and she was like, I just think that food tastes better when cooked on an, on, on gas. And, and some of like, I think it was her dad and her husband were kind of like, that's kind of crazy. And I was like, no, she's right. And here's why mm -hmm. it tastes better because food that can be cooked and prepared over instant heat versus heat that just kind of has to like, it, it causes your food to taste better. It just does. It's being cooked properly. I'm just saying. All right. Just got a new gas stove over Memorial Day before Newsom changed the rules, says Cindy. I'm guessing you're over there in California. Yay. Did you go to Bard's Fest? 
Cindy, you should have gone to Bards Festival. I know California is a big state. It is a big state. All right. So I want to play for you guys. Uh, get ready because I've got several stories and we're going to just pop over to, we're going to pop over just to Rumble in a minute. Uh, but I think that uh, Facebook will allow me. Will to play. Facebook let us talk about the, the alien story? All yeah. right. So this week on Tucker Tucker's new show, Mm-mm-mm. we're sitting down. We're excitedly seeing what Tucker has to say this week, so and then I'm like, aliens. Like I know he does the aliens, but this time he went out like like they're real, and the mainstream media is not talking about it. And why? It's got to be a conspiracy that the mainstream media is not talking about it. Aliens are real. Yeah. Yesterday, for example, a former Air Force officer who worked for years in military intelligence came forward as a whistleblower to reveal that the U.S. government has physical evidence of crashed non-human made aircraft, as well as the bodies of the pilots who flew those aircraft. The Pentagon has spent decades studying these otherworldly remains in order to build more technologically advanced weapons systems. Okay. That's what the former intel officer revealed, and it was clear he was telling the truth. In other words, UFOs are actually real, and apparently so is extraterrestrial life. Now we know. In a normal country, this news would qualify as a bombshell, the story of the millennium. But in our country, it doesn't. The whistleblower's account ran on a technology website called The Debrief, which you've probably never heard of. The Washington Post had that story, but decided not to run it. The New York Times, meanwhile, just pretended it never happened. On the front page of the New York Times website this morning, there were five stories about Ukraine, as well as four stories apiece about Donald Trump, trans people, and climate change, the usual lineup. There was nothing at all about how an alien species is flying hypersonic aircraft over our cities. Not one word. So if you're wondering why our country seems so dysfunctional, This is a big part of the reason. Nobody knows what's happening. A small group of people control access to all relevant information, and the rest of us don't know. We're allowed to yap all we want about racism, but go ahead and talk about something that really matters and see what happens. If you keep it up, they'll make you be quiet. Trust us. That's how they maintain control. You know what I think, Leah? I, here's the deal. Some people don't like Tucker. Some people think that Tucker is controlled opposition. I disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And because I actually do like Tucker, and I do believe that he tries to report honestly, I think he is being fed some very convincing intel to make him look stupid. That's what I think. I think that some people are predisposed to think aliens are real, and he is one of them. And not everybody's going to get everything right. (laughs) And I think that Tucker has been brought in. But I do have um, this for you from the Epoch Times. So we have a subscription to the Epoch Times. And if you guys can afford it, I highly recommend it. Um, We get it for my uncle who will read. He reads the newspaper that they send all the time. And this is, we're going to play a little bit here from the Pentagon accused of using UFO technology for weapon research. Good evening and welcome to Crossroads. A military whistleblower has stepped forward with a shocking series of claims. 
Air Force veteran David Grush of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency is doing a media tour. And he claims that the U.S. military has a program that has retrieved downed UFOs, including complete vehicles, and that our military has been reverse engineering these UFOs for military weapons programs for the last 80 years. That's he also claims his vehicles come from, from multiple species of aliens. Among the big claims that Grush makes is that by that a task force formed by Congress to investigate UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomena or UAP as they're now calling them was denied access to these key programs. This is the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office or AARO. This is him speaking with News Nation's investigative journalist Ross Coldhart. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. <laughs> How that many? guy is lying. Quite a number. You're kidding. That guy, you no. can see it on his face. It I thought it was language. totally nuts and I thought at first I was being deceived, it was a ruse. People started confiding in me, they approached me. I have plenty of current former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof. Uh, Grush has filed an official whistleblower complaint. He claims okay. he's also given class of- So he has heard I feel like that guy's lying anyway. Even though, I know, even but like seriously, like, Tucker, this heard is pretty... it from a friend who heard it from a friend who. All right, that, yeah, y'all yeah, been messing aliens, around. But... Listen here, okay? Yeah. I, I, this is what I'm gonna say to y'all, and we're gonna settle this. In the beginning. God created. God created the earth. The earth. He created, and we are told. That he created the universe. Nowhere in the Genesis account or anywhere in the entire Bible does it talk about any kind of life being created on the planets that God. So we do know this, Leah. We do know this. That all other planets and everything in that vast expanse that we call the universe was created when Earth was created. So... If there is aliens, if there are aliens, if there's aliens, alien life out there, they were also created at the same time as we were, okay? Which God created man in his image, in his likeness. Duh, that's why aliens don't look like us. So if God created a lesser form, we know that he created the angels, we're told about that in the biblical account. Why would we not be told about aliens? And nowhere in the Bible is it consistent or even hinted at that God created another life. Now, this is what I heard once in youth group. I've said this on the show before. I remember youth pastor once at camp said, if there is alien life, then God sent his son to die for them too. Well, Okay. But one man, Adam, all sinned all. What about the aliens? Did they sin Did too? they sin? Did they have their own Adam and Eve story? Did God create multiple Earths and multiple planets for to see who would get it right? 
humans didn't get it right. So they, he had to send Jesus to die on the cross because humans failed that experience. Guys, listen, this is, it's not necessary. And it is a sad, sad ruse that the devil has been using as just another way to hide the demonic gods and goddesses of old, like we talked about in our Brighteon segment, mm -hmm. are one way that mm -hmm. the devil has used to hide his demons. Yeah. And aliens are another. It yeah. is literally that simple. Andrea. All right. So this is my, um, I think I screen shared. This is my um, kind of another commercial break. So there is this stupid show and it gets clips on Twitter and it's usually just kind of trashy girls all the time that sleep around and they're not all dressed very well so just kind of look away just listen uh but this girl says that we've been sold a bag of lies and i want the next generations to know that we are worth so much more and we don't want to be sleeping around sexual revolution and feminism and all of that taught us that this is the way to go about life is to sleep around well we can be the change we can tell the next generation starting from right now 2023 this is how you do life. I've done it the other way and it hurt and it messed us up. We have so much divorce. We have so much abortion. We have so many, you know, just people just sleeping around and we don't know how to love each other. We don't even know how to talk to each other as men and women. And we see the fruit of all of that. And we can be the change and say, this is not how you do it, son. This is not how you do it, daughter. You can be the change. I've tasted the fruit of the sexual revolution and hookup culture of this degeneracy. And I don't want you to taste it. I want you to do better than me. Sexual revolution and feminism wow. and all of that. I thought that was good. Like, this next generation is waking up. There is some hope. There is some hope. Because here's the deal. And I'll just take a little mild rant here on this one. Because I never say this on the show. But it is worth saying. Those young women who, you know, whether they're the ones in the video or other, uh, other young women that are big proponents for, we don't need morality. We can just do what we want. It's our own form of morality. And yet they will sleep around and they will have multiple partners and they do have the hookup culture. And they watch these movies in Hollywood and they, it normalizes this. I just sleep around with whoever you want. They live this life. Yeah. But deep down inside at the end of the day, at night when they are alone and they're just them in their pillow, they know this is, there's got to be more. Not just there's got to be more and there's a God and I need salvation, but there's got to be more to love. I feel cheaped. I feel, I don't Cheap feel, feel cheapened. I don't yeah. feel valued, right? They, they know that love should be more than what they are experiencing. And you could see that on the looks on their faces as that camera was panning around for the podcast listeners. Yeah. They do. That's what that everybody seeks love. Yeah. And you know, the, the generation that we grew up in, they mostly had like parents that stayed at home and like basic kind of normal house, like kind of grew up. Okay. And so they could experiment and be wild and crazy and, and like come home to parents and parents who would say, what are you doing? Why are you acting this way? Right. Okay. Um, just, we're going to say goodbye to, um, Facebook here in a second. Okay. Uh, and then those kids kind of let their kids go a little bit wild. Like, yeah, you can sleep around. Yeah, right. you can do it. And they're empty. Yeah. They're so void of all love. And speaking of being void of all love, I want to say, Facebook, we love you. So if you have anything you want to say to Facebook, 
do, um, we have a few things we want to say to Facebook, but then if you come over to Rumble, I've just dropped the Rumble link in the chat. Uh, we have a few things to say about gender and trans transgenders, and there's a new California bill, and we're going to talk about this. California bill would charge any parent who doesn't affirm transgenderism with child abuse. Wow. So intense. stick with us over here, go over and we're going to have a Joe Rogan rant. So come over to rumble, but before you go to rumble, where else, are, where are you going to go? First of all, you're going to be tuning in every week to Revelation Red Pill, Red, Red, Red Pill Wednesdays. I'm so used to calling it Academy because these episodes have been absolute fire. This past Wednesday, we took you down a little memory lane for those of you that maybe never went down that lane. Thank God for you. Okay. But the, there are films that massively influenced Christians around Into the world. Rapture movies. The Rapture movies. The rapture and they were movies. terrifying. They were horrible. So we, we played some clips. Very scary. It's this defeatist mindset that we're all just going to get sucked out and the world's going to go to heck in a handbasket. Yeah. So Michelle and I were, you know, we were caught a little bit flat-footed, I'll admit, by explaining First Thessalonians 4 to you because... Um, it says it will, you know, we'll be caught up in the air and, and meet up, up with heaven. And we explained pretty much what that means. Um, it's the air for the Greek word for air is like first six feet. And, and to has, be caught up means like the same that we feel when we are caught in love enraptured. Yeah. So, but the real focus of the show was to explain the fact that that scripture was never used to promote a rapture. A rapture, the, the rapture is not the resur not what the church has constantly called the resurrection of the dead. And the church historically has believed that bodies will raise up from the dead at the last trump and meet meet Jesus and, and will forever be with the Lord. That is a historic church teaching. We kind of have a different But nowhere view of in First Thessalonians four does it talk about the righteous being taken away before evil that is about to come. Exactly. And it's or that has come already. And first Thessalonians four is written to do what? To calm fears. And so any sort of narrative that's in timing now is all fear. You must believe in the rapture, Michelle. If you don't believe in the rapture, then you're not going to get to go. And you're going to have to stay here because it's an the Antichrist is coming. And so when we're talking about the end times message, you know how I know it's wrong? We can have debates on what specific scriptures mean. And I'm open for that. But if your view is I'm looking for the Antichrist and I'm not looking for Christ... All the end timers and all the end times movie is about the Antichrist and about evil. And it's nowhere. It's about being scared of the evil rather than the victory of the new heaven and the new earth the beauty, and Christ coming down and we reign with him forever. The beauty of First Thessalonians 4 of, of that scripture and what it means is nowhere found in these end times rapture movies. Don't be afraid. Fear not. This is good news. It's this beauty of coming together with Jesus. No, it's all like you see the, and we show these clips. You see the baby doll lying there because the little girl got raptured away. You see the clothes lying there and the person that's left behind is just so scared. The focus is, and that's, this is the, the apex of not just Revelation Red Pill, but Resistance Chicks. 
the focus ought not to be so much on everything that the devil is doing, even though we can talk about what the devil is doing, and we do, and that's one of the purposes of our show. But the primary focus above all else should be on what is God doing? Because I will tell you this, the devil follows what God is doing. Let me tell you something that may blow your mind. This is by the spirit of the Lord. The devil has no offensive moves. The devil has no offensive moves. The devil is always defensively reacting to what God is doing in the spirit realm. So when you see the devil moving about the earth and it looks like the devil is raging, it's because he is combating what not only God is doing, but what the church is doing. And this is why, friends, when you step out to do something for the Lord, look out. Mm. Because the devil is always going to try to stop you from doing it. Because that's the devil's MO. The devil's MO is to try to stop God yes. from doing what he is doing. So when you see the heathen raging and you see all this transgender nonsense, instead of going, wow, look how evil it is, you should be stopping and saying, wait a minute, then what is God doing and where should I align? Where does God need me on the battlefield? Because I know God's doing something big if the devil is acting this crazy. That's um, what y'all need to be I'll tell you knowing. what else the devil's doing right now, having China buy up all the gold. In an unabated buying spree, China has continued to expand its gold reserves for a seventh consecutive month, reinforcing the sustained global demand for a precious metal among central banks. As per Wednesday's data from the People's Bank of China, the nation's gold holdings saw an approximately 16-ton increase in May. This surge brings a total stockpile to roughly about 2,092 tons, following an addition of 144 tons from November through the previous month. In the wake of escalating geopolitical uncertainty and persistent global inflation, central banks worldwide set a record in gold purchases last year. I've been telling you guys this. I've been telling you guys this. Okay, the reason we partnered with ITM Trading is because we have been promoting ITM Trading for a long time. I'm telling you right now, the only way that we get out of this is when we get out of their monetary system. And God is going to destroy their monetary system. And we have to get out of it. You say, Leah... I don't have any money. What do I do? You pray. You trust God. Okay? But there are those of you who have savings. You have a 401k. You have your retirement account. Please call IT and trading. Do you have the clip? I don't have it up and ready. No. Do you want me to get it? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 So Leah, tell us exactly what China is doing here and why they're, they are accumulating gold. Yeah. Um, so... China is is accumulating gold, just like all these other nations. And I feel like it's evil. I feel like God is going to make them repatriate the gold because China is buying gold with fake with fake money. It's not real. They are lying. They are with cheating. They are stealing. This money isn't real. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. The Constitution, guys, every single show you're going to hear from us about gold and silver... I actually would love to turn a whole show into constitutional money because the more I talk about it and when we did our constitutional money class, the Lord was showing me, we are never supposed to pay property taxes. We are not supposed to pay income taxes. These are not legitimate. They are not from God. Well, what about all these services? 
That's not what the government is set up to do services. The government is instituted by the people to protect your rights, your God-given rights. And gold and silver has been God's money. It literally, Jesus, God says the silver is mine, the gold is mine. He created money as a monetary means of exchange. From the time of Jeremiah to the time of Judas, 30 shekels bought a potter's field. Zero inflation for silver. God hates unjust weights and balances. And why? Because when you can lie and you can cheat and you can steal, you can do almost anything. Yeah. And the reason we've been pushing and we are going to push, we're going to continue to push. Even if you don't have any, you have to know it in your heart, in your spirit. That our founding fathers set up a system of, a, of 15 to 1 to gold and silver of a ratio. And why did they do that? So that we could be monetarily independent. Mm -hmm. This silver dollar was called a silver dollar based on the Spanish dollar. It was. It didn't have to be an American dollar. Silver was silver. It is recognized worldwide. And it should be recognized worldwide. If you've got a stamp on it and it says how much is in here. One ounce of fine silver. It says one dollar on it. But you know what? Even the Constitution, the Constitution says states shall make no nothing but gold and silver legal tender. But in the state of Ohio, I can't technically pay you this as legal tender. Because if I paid you this, it just says a dollar on it, doesn't it? And actually, you can. You can buy things with this for a dollar. Yes. But I can't pay a, somebody. Like, I can't pay somebody with this. It's very strange. Like, I can go I in, say go rogue and do it. That's all I have to say about that. Like the end, full stop, just like do if it. you hire somebody for a service, um, you can, and I, this is actually worth probably this with, with the spot price plus the premium is like $35 right now. Right. And if I wanted to pay somebody $100, I could pay them $3 and all they'd have to say on their taxes was that they made three bucks. So when we say you can't pay people in gold and silver, what we mean is that if you were to pay them with this, they would have to report it's not that you can't do that. You could pay them. It's just then on them, on the, the burden would be on them to report this as the value that it has versus the value that's on it. Yeah. And it's, it gets confusing. It's a tax thing. It's a tax thing. All right. So Leah wants me to play this commercial. I was going to edit it a little bit and I will. Um, but for right now, we'll just go ahead and roll it um, for you guys to see just why we love itm trading so very much and we are just we're behind them like i don't even have words we are behind them really really excited about with rising inflation bank failures and massive layoffs across multiple sectors the future of the economy remains uncertain it's no wonder the central banks have been getting prepared by stockpiling gold at ITM Trading, we have spent over 27 years building a team of seasoned researchers and analysts who can help you prepare for any financial crisis. Our experts are ready to provide you with proven strategies to safeguard your wealth and assets in the event of an economic downturn or currency reset, which is frankly inevitable. Don't wait until it's too late. Schedule your free gold and silver strategy call by clicking on the link in the description below. So there you go. They put that together just for us. I know. Um, and so I was really excited about that. And I want to kind of make it a little bit more custom and, you know, 
more. So you guys can call one. So you guys are. So thank you. And God bless you. Go ahead. Give the number. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Thank you guys are what? They are calling. Oh, yes. <laughs> you guys have been calling. And we are really excited when we hear from ITM Trading and they're like, more people came in from Resistance Chicks and we love them. So they love you guys. And I'm just glad that you guys are calling them for the free tra strategy call. 1-866-950-7776. I love that number. I just like to say that. It's so God. We got the God number. I don't know if they did that just for us or whatever, but it's 7776. But if you go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks, then you can kind of see the website. It's like 1776, but with three sevens. It is like that. I love these bit. people. They're they're not just gonna sell you on gold and silver. They're gonna help you with your they're gonna help you make a strategy with Guys, your savings. They've been doing this for 27 years. And, and Lynette, she knows what she's doing. And you know what I really am even more excited about? What's that? Than people calling ITM trading is the fact that those of you that can't, and that's fine. You're tuning in and watching Lynette. I'm hearing from people like, oh, now I'm turned on to Lynette and now I'm watching Lynette, which that's, you know, go to their YouTube channel, go to ITM Trading. I'm telling you what, she's going to be, she is the inside track. What's her other channel? Um, like Beyond Gold, Gold and Silver. Silver. Beyond Gold and Silver, where she does, she's got this koi pond. And her and heart is for the land and for being prepared to be able to not just th survive what's coming, but to thrive, meaning not just with gold and silver, but with food. She plants fruit trees so that neighbors can come to her and get food on the front of her property. When the poop hits the fan. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, she's got ducks and she's got a koi pond and she's got chickens and bees and all of this stuff. I mean, she's doing everything she's got a big old meringue that plant. we talk about and she's doing it she's, because she wants to be prepared for when the poop hits the van, which is the whole goal behind resistance chicks. You know what I'm saying? So it's really exciting for me when I hear from ITM trading that you guys have called and they're like, yeah, more resistance chicks people have called in. And, you know, so I'm just excited to hear that you guys are taking Remember, advantage of this. It's a free call. To protect it's wealth preservation is what it is because what's coming we every day, always make the joke if you have the wealth to preserve then then preserve it exactly all right leah so we're going to say goodbye to facebook mm -hmm. i have dropped the rumble link in the chat we've got a joe rogan clip and we're going to talk about this california geez, abuse bill i can't even that's one way of calling it all right facebook y'all know y'all know the drill so y'all know the drill so this so at this point, if your child comes to you and says, I feel like I am um, whatever. Could they even say like the, the kitty thing? Like, I, I feel like I'm a cat. I feel like I'm a dog. And you do mm. not affirm their whatever. I re can, I re can I recently, and you can bring this article up to show people. A recently amended California bill would add affirming a sexual transition of a child to the state's standard for parental responsibility and child welfare. So, like, if you don't feed them, clothe them, house them, then they can take your kid away. Uh, making any parent who doesn't affirm transgenderism for their child guilty of abuse. The AB 957 passed California State Assembly on May 3rd. But a co-sponsor amended it hours after the state uh, Senate, uh, California State Senate, on June 6th. Assemblymember Lori Wilson wrote the bill and introduced it on February 14th. Originally, it required courts to consider whether a child's parents were gender affirming in custody cases. Weiner's amendment completely rewrites, Cal re rewrites California's standard of child care. The post amendment would include a par parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as part of health, safety, and welfare. California's courts would be given complete authority under Section 3011 of California's Family Code to remove a child from his or her parents' home if parents disapprove of their LGBTQ ideology. 
by changing the definition of what constitutes health, safety, and welfare of a child, schools, churches, hospitals, and other organizations interacting with children would be required to affirm gender transitions in minors. So all schools, churches, what are you going to do, churches? in California. Here's what we're going to do. We, this is where the body of Christ, we feel so helpless and we hear about stuff like this. And the answer is always get out of California, leave California, get out while you can. I don't know. I don't live there. That's not my hometown. So I can't speak to you for God or for God to you, however you want to word that about whether you should stay in California or not. But Mm -hmm. I will say this, that if you are going to stay you had better be pulling down the rulers and principalities. If you are going to stay in California, you need to be prepared. And it is on you and it is on your shoulders to take to task these rulers and powers and principalities because otherwise your children are at risk. Families are at risk. So I'm not going to tell you whether you got to move or not, but if you're not going to move, you got a job to do. Well, your kids could fall prey to this. Exactly. And you could be caught up. If you're a church that doesn't, like you could go to jail over this if you don't stand up. Um, Last year, uh, the same congresswoman authored a bill SB 107, making California the first state to establish itself as a sanctuary for minors' transgender treatments. So if if you come from a state that doesn't allow transgender treatments, they'll take you in. Wow. Jay Richards, director of Richard and Helen DeVos Center for Life and Religion, says while more and more European countries pound the brakes on ghoulish gender medicine for kids, because the UK is saying no on this, by the way, the Travistock Commission or whatever, California has decided to mandate it. They not only want to make sure that any child with discordant feelings towards his or her sex body gets fast-tracked to cross-sex hormones and sterilizing surgery. And why do they need to do it fast-tracked, Leah? So you don't change your mind. So you don't change your mind. State Democrats want to go after parents who might otherwise hesitate. You know, I think this would actually, I I, I told you guys in the last segment that um, Jack Stegman had sent me a video of the the goddess Ishtar mm. and otherwise known as the, um, the wife of Baal. So Ishtar, what else was she known as? Um... Aphrodite, I think. Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Let's see if I can find find this um, somewhere. Uh, well, I can just pull it up and probably download it. Okay. Just take me a second. I want me to send it to you. Um, I no, because in order for me to do this, I have to do an incognito window and log into my Facebook, and it's fine. I will do it. Okay. So, well, I mean, I might. Be he able sent to find it to it. me too. So that's oh, all. okay. I can. I will get it. Continue on your conversation. Just let me get the well, video. Well, Jonathan Kahn was um, explaining that the this goddess was possessing, like, people and making them transgender. Mm-hmm. And it also, he also talks about um, how uh, she did this in the month of June. And it's a very kind of a dark, um, satanic craziness. And I guess I'll move on while you bring that up. Okay. Mayo Clinic Medical College doctor is told to shut up and sit down. Censorship infects the Mayo Clinic College of Medicine and Science when administrators impose a gag order on professor for speaking to journalists. 
So a college has suspended a professor for not adhering to prescribed messaging and imposes a gag order on him and demands he say only what it tells him to say or nothing at all. That may sound like a dystopian novel, but it's actually happening at the Mayo Clinic College of Medicine and Science, an American institution of higher education that promises a faculty free speech, but apparently have no, has no idea what it means. On March 5th, the Mayo Clinic suspended Professor Michael Joyner without pay. Why? Because he spoke to the press which isn't unusual for him. Joyner is a renowned academic sought by journalists for his experience on a range of medical issues related to his subject matter competence. Uh, but when Joyner made com comments about convalescent plasma treatments for COVID-19, then he was, you know, ousted. But now he is uh, talking about... Um, we have a snoring dog again. I'm sorry, guys. Now he's standing up for children and transitioning, and he is told to sit down and shut up. Wow. So, it, oh, I know what it was. He was he was talking about the male and female difference in sports. Wow. And you're not allowed to say that. Right. You're not allowed to say that. All right. You want to watch this, Jonathan? I do. Called Ashtoreth. She, in, in Mesopotamia, she's called Ishtar. When she went into the Greek land, she was called Aphrodite and then Venus. She is all over. <laughs> and she's mentioned specifically there. Now, in the, in the Canaanite mythology, she's actually the wife of Baal. So Baal has a wife. Okay. And so, so when Baal comes, the next one to come, it says in the Bible, says Baal, then it says Ashtoreth. Then she's coming in. So wow. what this means is once the door is open, she is the goddess of sexuality of sexual immorality. She's the goddess, she's actually called a prostitute. She's the goddess who, who her temples were filled with, with sexuality, or it was made, made it public. So if she returns, what would happen? If she comes back, it means that America is under, gonna undergo a sexual revolution. That is, the, that is the sign of the possession of Ishtar or this goddess. And the thing is, so sex comes, she, what she did, what a prostitute is, is she, she, actually, she actually damages marriage. She actually weakens marriage. That's what, that's what happens. Bring sexuality into the culture. In ancient times in Israel, she, in the Middle East, she put her images of naked people all over the cultures. And so not only she was in her Greek form, she gave birth to a, to a child named Eros. We get the word erotica. So erotica starts flooding America. She, the word for prostitute, which is what she was, in her Greek incarnation is the word porne. We get the word porn from it. So there's an explosion of pornography all over the culture. So what Baal does, in one sense, she's repaganized, she's overturning biblical standards of sexuality and marriage, and she is paganizing our culture through sexuality and through possessing it. And she's also the goddess of spells and witchcraft. Hmm. So she casts her spell on America, and we are still in it to this day. And, and it goes further, Sid, because, because something strange about the goddess and that is that has to do with gender because what she also did let me tell you this, her, in her ancient inscriptions i'm looking at these ancient inscriptions she says i am a woman i am a man it says this is it said in her in, the, in the, her hymns it says she has the power to transform a man into a woman and a woman into a man so so what's going to happen wow. what's going to happen if she comes into the culture you're going to start seeing what she's going to do is she's going to start she's going to start masculinizing women defeminizing women and feminizing men that that touches everything i mean it touches our culture touches our the roles touches radical feminism and sexuality and so so all this stuff that we're having saying how could this happen this is all the goddess this is all it's all there it even goes further she had a priesthood her priests listen to this in her temples were they were men who dressed up as women 
and they, 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 they acted as women dressed up. So what's going to happen if she comes back? What's going to happen is, as she possesses a culture, is that men will start dressing, we'll start seeing that in our culture, which we do. These are her ancient priesthood. Also, they were involved in same-sex sexuality. We see that explosion as well. Also, it says, remember, she says she turns men into women, transitions them and women into men. Her priests, many of her priests were actually surgically altered. And she especially, all the gods, but she goes after, they go after the children. Because if you have the children, you have the future. And so that happened in ancient times, happening now. And so you think, what would possess a, a, an adult to do this to children? Well, what would possess it? The spirit. This is what, this, the spirit of the goddess. And I, I'm going to go even far, farther because this is mind-boggling. And that is that the goddess was in charge, which she was a goddess of parades. She had parades happening all over. And when I looked at the ancient inscriptions of the parades, it describes them. And it says, it says in the parades, the men would dress up as women in the parades. The women would dress as a men. It would be a parade of gender bending. And that's exactly what, when you see this happening now, that's the sign of the goddess. And Sid, it's even like more mind-boggling because I'm looking at this and I look at the ancient... The the ancient observers and they said when did this thing happen they said it happened even saint jerome it happened in the month they called it in, in latin junium june was the month of the goddess she claimed a month june and she was the goddess of pride so we have now a pride month it's all come back this is not be through these things through these festivals she possesses a culture and that and that's the sign that she has come back so that's really really powerful and i would say i would add to this I would add to that this. He's referring to her as the goddess. Okay. There the spirits that promoted the idea of this particular goddess. So clearly no one has cast this these spirits into the lake of fire. Clearly. Yet. And clearly. that's what we have to do. When clearly. you come in when you come in contact with this sort of thing, you have to cast it out in the name of Jesus and throw it into the lake of fire. Yeah. Clearly, these spirits are still wandering around. And so there's kind of an interesting article where Jonathan Kahn says um, that, let's see, the, where's my article? He talks about, in the days of the gods, they reigned over tribes and nations, infused peoples with their spirits, and mastered civilizations. Kings bowed to them, priests sang their praises, altars were built in their honor. They were worshipped and dreaded, but those days came to an end. When the gospel went out from the city of Jerusalem, it spread throughout all the land of Judea. The message of God entered the lands of many gods and idols. The message of the gospel overcame the reign of the gods. The spell of the gods was broken. Sexuality was now to be treated as a sacred gift from God, to be honored and kept in the equally sacred vessel of marriage. Children were no longer to be abused, mistreated, or sacrificed. Government could no longer claim the authority of, God, of godhood. The gods had been cast out of their temples, their cities, and the lands of Western civilization itself, which represented the greatest mass exorcism in the world history. Wow. The gods lost their hold and the spirits departed. Western civilization was set free from the spirits and became a house set in order. A civilization cleansed, but the spirits still existed outside the borders of that civilization. They roamed the dry places, the desolate lands, they dwelled in the shadows. The only way the spirits and the gods could come back or return to Western civilization is if the people turned away from God. Unfortunately, the people did turn away from God and the gods returned, but they came back in disguise and took on new identities and new names. They came back as spirits of enlightenment, freedom, and power. Today, these gods inhabit our institutions, walk the halls of government, cast votes in legislatures, guide corporations, and teach in our universities. So he goes on to talk about Baal, um, Mrs. Baal, Ishtar, and Malek. 
So those same spirits that were possessing people and, um, you know, the hierarchy of the spirit realm, mm -hmm. right? Where people were, people were obsessed with Ishtar. Yeah. People were obsessed with Artemis in Ephesus. Uh, that was the one with all the different breasts all over the place. She was Ephesus. the goddess of fertility. Yeah. In, in Greek. People were obsessed with these gods because there was a real connection with the spiritual world. The demonic was real to them. The spiritual world is very real. And you, the, this mass exorcism, when I read that, the power of God came on me. Yeah. And so what we need right now is, is another a mass, mass exorcism. Exorcism. Which is very interesting because Bard's Fest is taking place right now at Glad Tidings in Yuba City, California. And their speciality is deliverance. So did you know Just that saying. Matt Walsh's producer gets approved for testicle removal in a 22-minute phone call? Wow. First in background, Ari Groner is a licensed clinical social worker who educates doctors on trans healthcare. At a recent training session for Ju Jupiter Center, Groner explained uh, what she writes. Let me see. Um, whatever letters their patient wants because she's not a gatekeeper. So uh, the largest trans healthcare provider in the U.S., they are rubber stamping, approving gruesome, life-altering surgeries. And so his producer called... Um, this it says Gruner, so he's exposing his own producer no no his producer called to see how quickly he could get a testicle removal oh approval. i'm so sorry okay i get it all right this was fake yeah okay I'm he's seeing how quickly they okay. would green light it gotcha so this woman gruner was referring to the w pass standards which majority of hospitals fall they require that trans patients obtain a letter before undergoing surgeries but gruner tells her audience to treat the letter at letters as a pervasive essay persuasive essay and to green light even suicidal patients groner explains that insurance companies won't pay for these surgeries unless the patient is diagnosed with gender dysphoria so she says healthcare workers should provide the diagnosis we're using that diagnosis to ensure clients get the necessary treatment so return made an appointment with the most prominent trans healthcare provider in the u.s which provides the letters for 150 dollar fee Flocks, which provides letters authorizing surgeries for a nominal fee, goes on to admit that it's quite possible patients will receive a letter indicating a gender dysphoria diagnosis, even though they really do not have gender dysphoria. We reached out to Flocks uh, about this. A staff member confirmed that a diagnosis of gender dysphoria with the word diagnosis is in scare quotes is a requirement for insurance purposes, even if it doesn't apply. In his intake form with Plume, Greg provided a fake legal name. He said he had dysphoria in the past, but he stated he had never experienced it for six months or more. Under the current version of the DSM-5, that means he doesn't have gender dysphoria, Matt Ross wrote in a Twitter thread. Plume quickly scheduled Greg for a video interview anyway. He assumed the identity Chelsea Bussey. <laughs> he didn't even attempt to pass. He badly mispronounced the name of his of the surgery he wanted. He made it clear he didn't know what the effect the surgery would have. Nevertheless, Plume's nurse practitioner said she wanted to write the most solid letter possible to justify surgery. Greg tells her that he once wrote an essay in school about being a woman, which everyone thought was ridiculous. Walsh thread continued, Greg also tells Plume's nurse practitioner that his father has been prescribing him homeworns for years. The nurse doesn't question this in any way. Instead, she says that uh, arrangement is perfect. So let's play this. Uh, Plume quickly schedules Greg for a video interview anyway. Um, so you currently on estrogen. You're taking six milligrams a day. Twice a day. Yeah, right, right, right. You got it. So you're taking um, 1.5 tablets yeah. a day? Yeah. Okay. 
and then I guess the significant history. All right. Um, okay, so let's let's kind of get into this a little bit. So you are seeking what surgery? Things that things that are ir- of course you probably know things that are irreversible when it comes to um, uh, estrogen based therapy is breast development and testicular shrinkage, right? But there's always a possibility for hair growth to come back. That may that may change the orchiectomy. Once you stop, um, once you don't no longer have your testes, um, you no longer have the ability for your teeth to convert to BHT because you don't have as much teeth, right? So hair hair growth, facial and body hair may change with after orchiectomy. Fat redistribution is affected by the estrogen. So you may have less of a change in fat redistribution if you ever stop E. But you may it may change as a whole. So it, it's it's kind of it's kind of um it kind of does have a benefit without the spironolactone, but you still want to take you still probably would definitely want to take. I'm gonna pause that. This oh. is all incredibly disturbing. We're just gonna talk about taking your testes off. Scroll down here. Thirteen day, three days later, Plume sent this letter to Chelsea Bussey, who does not exist, saying that he was experiencing significant ongoing gender dysphoria. The letter strongly recommended Chelsea for testicle removal. You want me to see the letter? You can just kind of scroll there. Yeah, Walsh noted that the letter keep keeps capitalizing orchidectomy without an and before it, as if it's just been copy pasted into a template. Followed up by the messaging the provider and asking why he was diagnosed with gender dysphoria, the provider said that they use a template provided by the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. Uh, Plume's nurse practitioner told um, that he must use the dysphoria diagnosis in order for the surgery to be paid for. This is this scam is the cutting edge of trans health care. After launching just a couple years ago, Plume now operates in 41 states. Fall. Fa- Folks is in 47 states. How is it possible they've expanded so quickly, Walsh wrote. The answer is that there's big money behind this. Plume and Falks raised more than $45 million last year. Walsh also tagged insurance companies asking if they know they're paying for surgeries based on obviously false information. Wow. So the biggest story here this week that I didn't really want to cover that I'm going to cover just a little bit is Tucker Carlson in his episode two, exploring uh, how we as a population are controlled or coerced directly through laws or indirectly through taboos. Carlson observes the changing societal taboos in America because Facebook was promoting an algorithm, Instagram, which is Facebook, Mm -hmm. an algorithm that promoted a whole pedophile network. No way. In massive, in a massive investigation, video sales, preteen sex menus, in-person meetups with uh, uh, underage boys and girls using emojis such as map and cheese pizza. So here's what, for those of you that don't use social media, God bless you for not participating, especially in those like Twitter and Instagram. And, and you may not quite understand the algorithms. I would like to take this time to do a resistance chicks confessional. Do you want to know what it is? Leah already knows what it is. And I'm going to share with you guys that I occasionally have a problem. Do you? Oh, okay. On Instagram with puppy dog and cat videos. Mm-hmm. 
and I have it I have felt like sometimes I am not getting the sleep that I need because I will spend an extra 15 minutes watching videos about cats and dogs mm -hmm. funny videos I never sought sought these images Leah Okay. I never went searching on Instagram for dog and cat videos. I never even entered into the search algorithm, dog and cat videos. They just came up. But because I am a pet sitter and a lot of my photos on my camera mm. are of dogs, I believe that the algorithm targeted me as a pet lover mm. with these adorable videos. I feel like, so I have, I'm a targeted individual mm. and based on the fact that I watch doggy videos, more doggy videos from other people that I don't follow because I may or may not follow some doggy video creators, rockstar on Instagram, I get new people in my feed that I then get hooked on. Okay. So. The algorithm works the exact same way. Someone has to write that algorithm. If someone watches this dog or cat video, and it has to be constantly updated yeah. by other famous or, or up and coming, right? Like they're, they're constantly putting these new people in your feed. So the fact that someone had to write the algorithm that promotes the kitty porn for the people that watch this kind of thing and then they put in there specifically like the um, if somebody uses the emoji of a map or a piece of pizza then give them more kitty porn holy cow to go ahead and bring these up um i am mad because facebook and youtube and everybody have such a great censorship of words mm -hmm. that they can find out if we say jab or vaccine and take down our posts instantly. Exactly. That means they knew and they were promoting the pedophile. Pedophiles. Boom. Exactly. This is Amherst. This is Stanford, Stanford coming out research. and telling you that what they were doing is they would search you would search for one account, you would find the account operating completely yeah. in the open, very and 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 using I can't even say some of the hashtags yeah. and keywords that they were using, but let me just say it was not exactly the Navajo code talkers. Uh, to this, break this, it wasn't complicated. It wasn't complicated First off, nomenclature. Let me be brutally frank. When you got the algorithms, this kind of connectivity, it's a major part of their business model. Let me repeat this. It's a major part of it their business model. It is the model. business model. It is the business model. This is how they make this is why their margins are so high. Right. And yes. this gets to the fact of what we're talking about, this demand situation in the United States for this content. Is, it's got to end. And we're going to be part, a small part of ending it. We've never, you know, this is not our line of country. I keep saying, but this thing is out of control. And now this expose. So when you see when they were setting up these accounts, they would interact with one account. They would, they would look at it. They might like something, comment. Then the next time they would go to Instagram on this dummy account, the algorithm would start feeding them more accounts with menus associated on them. They say, oh, what's your age? I'm 31, reverse it. Oh, I'm on chapter 14, I'm on chapter 11, I'm on chapter this 12. And then emojis, Steve, and this is from the Internet Research Observatory, Stanford. Stanford. Yep. And, it, and it says right here in the documents 
that they were emojis such as, now, the picture, right? Not the word, but the picture, the picture of a map, the picture of cheese pizza, other things that are associated with these types of groups that are trafficking in this content. By the way, Steve, some of these are live videos where if you pay more, you can then interact. Some of them include child's children harming themselves, cutting, what? scarring, uh, and other ones. And then at the very end, it offers in-person meetups okay. with underage boys this, and girls. This is no. Instagram. This isn't some like... This is all criminal. 8chan. This is all criminal. Deep, uh, dark network. Or this, this is an app that you probably have on your phone, and I guarantee you, your teenagers have on their phone This right is criminal, now. and this is what they're making money off this. It's criminal. Uh, Peter, I've got a couple more things to go through, but I only got time for one. It's okay, there's one more if you scroll down. Instagram Connect. Breaking news, kind of a bombshell. Wall Street Journal, headline Wall Street Journal, and this is a joint investigation by the Wall Street Journal, Stanford University researchers, and University of Massachusetts at Amherst oh, researchers. Headline. Okay, yeah. scroll, go back then and refresh the page because one more from Kaylee McEnany did a little segment on it. And selling child sex material. One shocking example was a hashtag involving preteen sex. And despite the platform's algorithm promoting this type of content to other users, it's unclear how this network slipped under the nose of Instagram's parent company, Meta, and its CEO, Mark Zuckerberg. Meta is now responding to the Wall Street Journal's findings, telling Fox Business in a statement, quote, between 2020 and 2022, these teams dismantled 27 abusive networks. And in January 2023, we disabled more than 490,000 accounts for violating our child safety policies. Emily, you and I were on this couch when there was another explosive Wall Street Journal report about the effect of Instagram and social media on teens. I'll never forget it. Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat from Connecticut, created an account of a fake 13-year-old. Within 24 hours, he was curated content for eating disorders, an algorithm curating content for eating disorders. This was about a year ago. Well, now we learn they are curating content that is pedophilia in nature, uh, Depicting sexual acts, I don't even want to describe what I read. An algorithm. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, again, they are out in the open doing these things. This no longer hidden behind closed doors. You no longer have to like know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody to get a hold of this stuff. It's just straight up out there. Okay. All right. So uh, Mike says, oh, I'm getting a doggy video now on resistance chicks. I know. Exactly. You And you might get addicted. I don't know. Um, is the dog feeling better now? Yes, yes, yes. The doggy is, is doing good for sure. Um, let's see. Trying to find some comments. Let me go over here to DLive and see if there's, oh, that's what Mike said over there on DLive. All right, I think that's it for the the comments there. Um, guys, this is, we have to put a stop to this in the name of Jesus. It's not just that it's happening on Instagram, it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. Leah, and for our podcasters, we're just taking time to look at a dog, the, the, the little doggy that Leah is This holding. is a dog Hey, you wanna us. watch something really awesome? Bards Fest this week? Yeah. I, I tried oh. to stream stream it today and it cut off at 40 minutes and I didn't realize it cut off. We streamed all day yesterday. Well, we streamed all day yesterday. So if you want to watch it in its entirety, don't go to our Rumble channel because we only have yesterday. Um, 
on Bards FM on YouTube. I'm if you want to be encouraged. Oh my gosh, Shemaine Nugent knocked, knocked it out of the park. Koi Griffin, Koi Griffin knocked it out Dr. of the park. Frank. Brad Cummings. Yeah, all, they all knocked it out of the park yesterday. I was cheering. I was amening. Just this Bards Fest is different. And I want to encourage you guys to come to the next one. I think it's going to be in Kansas City. Lee and I will be there. Equipping That's you in guys September. to make a difference. But in the meantime, you can watch this one. Scott, huge kudos to Scott. He put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. This was expensive. And he did it anyway. And God bless him. So... Um, that's, I want to encourage you guys to go check it out. You'll be very, very encouraged. Um, last but not least, before we leave, before we say goodbye, if you guys have any comments, I'll read them. So leave them in the chat. Um, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the resistance chicks family. I've been, that's been kind of heavy on my heart lately that I want to show you guys my appreciation, not just for donations or you guys supporting the people that we're supporting, whether it's ITM trading or organic body essentials or my pillow or a variety on store or whatever it is, not just, and then there's those of you that donate, um, from the Frank social, yes, right? You guys yes. have signed up for that. You know, if you're part of Frank social and you should be, and you want to donate, you can sign up for five bucks a month to donate to resistance chicks. That does not all go to us. It, part of it goes to the Lindell legal offense fund. Um, but all of that is great. You sharing all the links is great. The comments are great. But just you guys being here and being a part of the Resistance Chicks family means more to us than Leah and I can possibly say. So I want to thank you for that. Um, I re really do enjoy getting your messages um, of encouragement or even questions. We try to get to them as much as we possibly can. Um, but we've been really busy. What have we been doing, Leah? We've been planting, doing a lot of gardening. We've been erecting a pool and building a little deck thing yeah for I it. In my garden this week you guys can Planted, see Leah did well, a video a on the garden ago. planting and this stuff week, I, don't know, I can't keep track of time um, Bella wanted to come Patriot Gallery's hi. getting ready to go outside she's like I need to set you guys up outside so I can pot some pots and bring down laundry oh she said she's telling us in the chat to bring down our laundry the Kansas Cowboy said the other day he's like you know, you get on Mike Adams for putting a lot of like personal stuff in on his show but like your mom puts personal stuff in the comments like can you get the chicken out of the oven so personal y'all you all are a part of our life literally every single every single day that we are doing resistance chicks which is every day so um we love you guys god loves you god bless remember it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth we have a we PO box. See you. oh yeah letters. PO box send us your letters that's one way we can really really connect with you when you send a letter um they usually end up down here and we use their envelopes as pieces of paper to write on um but they they mean a lot this is a letter like that i've written notes on the back of but um it means a lot p.o box 107 45150 milford ohio 45150 forgot our own address for a second there um that's how you can connect with us we will see you on sunday for our world news segment right here on rumble brighton no not brighton you can watch it afterwards but um but shoot no, that's not live either. I'm losing my mind here. What is going on? D Live, Clout Hub, and Facebook. That's where you're going to see it live, but all those other places you can watch it afterwards. There you go. And if you missed the, the pre show, yeah, the Brighteon.tv network show, some of y'all just tune in live and you miss the fact that we do a whole 45 minutes before all this. And you can check it out afterwards. All right, we'll see you on Sunday. Hope you have a very blessed weekend and spread the gospel. What is the good news? The kingdom of God is now. All power and authority has been given unto us and we are to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. We win because he won. We'll see you guys next time. God bless. I was cold, all alone.
sun.